that didn't work. I don't like that. Um, yeah, right, I want to talk about vampires. Again. Not like, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're still on break, right? So, yeah, yeah, we're still on the earlier break. show. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, that earlier show that we did that everyone missed, and it was probably the best one hour of content ever done for the internet. Nobody will. Good. Yeah, yeah. Like nobody will ever know. Like the 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 hot takes um, that we delivered uh, actually warped and changed reality. It's like the Berenstein or Berenstain Bears. Uh, some of you don't realize that Gravelords was actually like a worse release until we did that one-hour show, and reality warped around you, and they became a sweet release. Well, speaking of an increased interest in Soulblight Gravelords, um, I have in front of me some data. Um, <laughs> I thought we couldn't I get know. data right now. I thought we, we couldn't. I, I thought that data was impossible to like cultivate and and get right now. Well, if the data is gathered from an illegitimate way of playing your game, <laughs> uh, you have to pretend it doesn't exist because you can't address it, right? Otherwise, people want to play your game for free, which is not okay. Um, and um, I guess you could like behind the scenes acquire the data and then make um, you know intelligent changes to to stuff and it's and then it's just not addressed and everyone kind of knows you did, but they're happy that you at least tried right. for once. Yeah. You know? Right. And then the game is just better, but no, it's, it's better to, it's better to overtly hurt the game. Right. <laughs> and lie about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, this data. Yeah. Um, it's only like a thousand responses, right? Not, not a lot, but, mm. uh, which arm is your favorite question mark? And then they uh, they filled out the survey. Mm -hmm. What is the least favorite army in this in this survey? Any guesses? Fire slayers. Sam. Least favorite army. Oh man. Yeah. People's least favorite army. This isn't. What is your least favorite army? Like the army that people like the least. That's not what this is. This is the least chosen. For your most favorite. Very different statistic. Okay. Um, LON. Pretty close. Pretty close. LON looks like third, third at least favorite. I'm, uh, I'm a little hurt. I'm a little course correct. Quite right. Finger on the pulse of the community, Mr. Mephisto. Uh, with only 3.7% of the vote, Fire Slayers come in. Uh, least number of favorites. Very close to Sons of Behemoth. 33, which is 3.9. Is there a recency like thing going on with the statistics in that respect, though? Like, people haven't had enough time to like build them up as their favorite? Or is this going to be a beast of chaos thing with Sons of Behemoth? Where well, literally well, everybody I mean, owns... Fire Slayers, that's for sure. I mean, Sons of Behemoth, sure. Um, right. I don't think so, no. Hmm. See, I think I think if something is brand new, you even get a little bump from it. Like you get a bonus that could, if, you, the, if the shit's new. OBR jumping up to ten percent and then dropping down to about six percent, right? Like after that initial, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, Lumineth Realm Lords jumping up, IDK even. Uh, when a new army comes out, I think they're only helped in popularity by the hype of them being released. Right. Right. So, um, but yeah, Fire Slayers, the the least obviously. 
Um, second place, very close, is Sons of Behemoth. If I had to opine as to why, I would say Elgos or Gargant, Ooh. worst sculpt in the game. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking gross, bad. <laughs> Hank Hill ass fucking trash <laughs> that they made more expensive than it used to be. And it was already overpriced because it cost money instead of them giving you money not to buy it. <laughs> and then they put it in a box that you can buy two of for more than you could buy them for before in a unit that comes in unit size three. And then gargants that are ludicrously overpriced, but cool, but cool looking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, they went fa- like fairy tale whimsy, and they automatically weren't going to have my vote. You know, like as something no, I was. I like the mega gargants though. Really? Um, they put enough customization in the mega gargants that you can bolt enough nonsense to them to make them look actually pretty sick, in my opinion. Sure. Well, I mean, uh, uh, Vince did, like, his Frankenstein take on them, which was, like, metal as hell. Like, I've seen a lot of undead conversions for them, which just makes them look sweet. Um, Because... Yeah, I mean, they're they're a little light on armor, so you got to put some armor on yourself, but Mm -hmm. still pretty nice. Uh, It's it's too bad about those man crushers. You pretty much have to go third party, and then it just doesn't ever look on theme... Cohesive. With the Mega Gargans. Yeah. Like, however cool your third-party giant ends up looking, it looks stylistically very different, generally, than the Mega Gargans, which is rough. Yeah. Yeah, I just... I, I want to I say something real quick. Your big... And, and I think people looked at a Mega Gargant that's the size of... It wasn't uh, big enough. The, that was the, that's the size of, like, a 20-story office building. And they looked at the club, and they noticed that it was, like, damage two. And they're like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't believe you're, the you're, you're wielding uh You're wielding a school bus as a weapon. Oh, damage two, huh? All right. Mm-hmm. Nah. Well, I, I, you could made it. You could have made it mathematically deal similar damage and just had it be a bigger, like, the big swing, right? Ooh. And that would have felt more fulfilling to people than, like, you know, three times the amount of damage to attacks, right? Like, if it was just... Yeah, I, I get the... I understand their their reasoning, where it's like, well, you can't just give it two attacks that have damage 10 and right. miss half the time. Right. Because that's no fun, and that's way too variable, right? And that's, that's a, that is a good point. And a bunch of two damage attacks, you can control the bell curve easier. Mm-hmm. So that's legit. However... There's plenty of design space within the AOS rules to solve this problem instead of just going for the mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. sad version. So, 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 why did you bring up favorite, like least favorite army, or not least favorite army, but la- I get however it's framed. Because Legions of Nagash is in third place, yeah, for the least favoriteest. Mm-hmm. And Soulblade Gravelords has been steadily increasing since they were announced like we have a name for them now right which is soul blight grave lords and we haven't known that for very long mm-hmm. and they're already at about seven percent hmm. they're already doubled suns and fire slayers they're comfortably two percentage points above legions of nagash 
I, I have a something. Okay, so go ahead, Sam. what I'm saying is I like the stock. There you go. The stonks on the rise. Nice. Um, are you still, by the way, are you still diamond fisted? I'm not sure where that all went. Diamond hands. Yeah. Diamond hands. Are you still, are you still holding baby hold? <laughs> God, no. Are you kidding me? <laughs> one, um, week one, right? Yeah. Of this, that whole thing starting. Yeah. Uh, the, those, those giant trusts ended up buying, buying out their, their shorts. Mm-hmm. And losing shitloads of billions of dollars. And so, I mean, mission accomplished. And then I jumped off the ship and pulled the parachute at 300. <laughs> like, peace out. So the tendy man idiot. came. I'm not yeah. holding the bag. Yeah. 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 So the tendy man came. Got it. Um, the tendy man came. I had a little flute of uh, champagne <laughs> with the chicken tendy in it. Mm, delicious. <laughs> Oh man, uh, I like I love the. This is like the internet is the best and worst invention of mankind, bar none. Like in 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 two about two hundred thousand, uh, you know, years of human existence. You know, from fire, wheels, longbows, guns, like the 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 atom bomb, right? Like tons of great human inventions and/or discoveries. It's the internet. It is. It will be. It will truly be the doom of us all. But in the meantime, we have dank memes, and uh, I mean, we'll call it even, right? Yeah. And also, <laughs> for those trying to learn something from the GME thing, it is retail traders started the ball rolling. Yeah, it's vulture capitalism. But is... then it was. Then it had nothing to do with them. Yeah. And if and if you think a bunch of normal people were affecting the prices after the first. After any sort of reasonable amount of time, you're you're out of your mind. It was, it was the other billion dollar giant trusts and everything that started. They sense blood. Yeah, they started dicking over the ones that got their pants, that got caught with their pants down. Yep. Yeah, I mean, so the transfer of money was giant, giant rich thing got screwed by other giant rich things who made tons and tons of money off of it, and random retail traders. A few of them made a lot of money. Most of them got screwed over, especially if they believed the Diamond Hands meme, mm. which, like, is definitely a meme. Yeah, yeah. So, so a couple so don't, don't get caught. Uh, stocks are are serious, and only invest what you can afford to lose. Because as soon as you invest it, consider it a loss until. Um, more information it's like going to vegas it's i mean it i know that we say the stock market is like a casino and for the rich people like for the ultra wealthy and well, it is but the thing is but people don't have you know for rich people it's a casino for rich businesses and investors and stuff but the thing is they're not using their own money they're using someone else right they're money. gambling that's with house money trick. yeah that's the trick right Right. I mean, that's it, but that's the high roller who shows up to Vegas and the house is like, oh, here's your roll of checks. Like, they just like give yeah. you them because you being in their casino keeps plebeians like me coming back. Right. Like, oh, did you hear that rich guy high roller is here? And, and by me and, you know, a proverbial me. Um, so I just, I do want to real quick point out something. Uh, so, so y'all know me and you certainly know, know Haywo. Uh, the harmony between the Halo emojis and meth emojis is is wonderful, by the way. Making big so that, like, we can make combinations of, like, big meth love and big chat gang is, like, the greatest thing in the world. Yeah. 
999, big gifter, speaking yeah. of. Yeah, yeah. So G Dad dropped yeah, yeah. five gift subs. Yeah. Um, some would say that I truly wasted an emote slot <laughs> with an emote no. that is just a word you can type. No. No. And that's it. Absolutely not. Uh, I disagree. <laughs> it's my best emote. Uh, Wes Odinson, thank you so much for the follow there. Unbelievable. Uh, but uh, we have a very, 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 very special guest. Uh, the man with no moniker, our friend Sam. Uh, much talked about, rarely appearing. Uh, so this is this is the best show in AOS, in AOS Radcast history for me. How's it going? Yeah, the oft-referenced Sam. I'm good. I feel, <laughs> I feel a little built up. <laughs> Just the man with no... I did. I gave you the man with no name Zap Brannigan intro. Like, uh, <laughs> the man with no moniker. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, oh, man. Uh, so, Soul Blight, the, the thing that was really sticking in my mind the last... I mean, I've just been haunted by night by by Soul Blight. Like, I, I saw the reveal show. I'm like, okay, finally, I don't have to like get up early on a Saturday, my one sleep in day. Uh, you know, I my crash day for my insomnia, essentially, like my one day. Uh, I don't have to do these stupid fucking reaction shows anymore. The content mines can close down. I don't. They 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 release the. They showed me what I wanted to see. I saw the battle tome. It is the best arted battle tome in all of Age of Sigmar. You can at me at mr underscore m e p h. It's Mister Meff. You can go ahead and at me. You're wrong. Uh, you can fight me IRL. You won't. Uh, it is the best cover. Period. I will promptly be buying it. The the full art cover. Placing it on my shelf and never touching it again because it'll be irrelevant in one month when the FAQ comes out. But. I'll know I have that full art sitting up on my bookshelf right over here, gazing down upon me majestically, inspiring me, and I will be happy for it. Gladly and playfully throw money at Games Workshop in this respect, because uh, I'm a giant mark. But, but, uh, the thing that was really, like, kind of sticking with me was the fact that, like, LON had no identity. I mean, legions of Nagash, right? Like, okay, so conceivably Nagash is somewhere in there, and indeed when we saw it have the most play, it was Nagash plus a bunch of models from a different army. But it, it never really had its own identity. You know, they, they did, the, they did the, 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 the opposite of what Miyazaki, you know, from, from uh, Studio Ghibli preaches, the opposite of what every writer preaches. They m released a book with... You look at all these different legions of that go in a bunch of different directions th thematically, but not really rules wise to like actually feel like they were truly distinct. And, and then you're just kind of like left with like, well, what is this? Like, it's like high five. I love Nagash dot army. The greatest thing Soulblight did in this place to your point with your, with your statistics that you're watching is they have an identity. These are specifically vampires and their millions and, those the iconic like these iconic new characters it does the AOS thing we like to see which is it can be not just an iconic vampire lord it can be your vampire lord so it's doing all that stuff that's awesome but it's giving it it's being specific you have to be specific and that's when you find an audience when you're nebulous or when you try to appeal to a lowest common denominator you find no one or if you know you make trash models like fire slayers <laughs> Yeah, it it was just an unfortunate decision. That's it. 
<laughs> time to it's time to learn from it and move forward. That's the only thing you can do. <laughs> so Sam, did you watch the video yet? Or are you still War World of Warcrafting? No, no, no. I, I watched the video. I watched that video and I watched the uh, Warhammer Underworlds. And, I, you know, I'd, I'd seen some of these models. Joe, had, you know, Haywell had showed me some of these. And, um, yeah, I like. Speaking of trash models, like old zombies and, like, old <laughs> Felbats, no longer. <laughs> yeah, they look like those plastic Halloween store things you get that's actually a ring, you know? Mm -hmm. And I'm now pretty... we, have, we have proper models. I'm... Plastic Blood Knights at last. It was on the bingo card from the last preview when vampires turned out to be a ruse. Mm -hmm. But this time, twas no ruse. No, those look they... good. We have we have actual horses, not bad. And they oh. look sick. Yeah. <laughs> they, they I'm liking the, the sprinkling of normal creatures every once in a while. Uh, Age of Sigmar oh. really likes their three different mounts duct taped together. Mm -hmm. Like you're building some overpowered third edition Savage Species character. Um, but <laughs> every once in a while... Nice D&D like D &D deep cut there. Proper horses. Oh, what? I said nice D&D &D deep cut there. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Savage millennials species. in the audience. Um, Dungeons and Dragons is a tabletop war game. <laughs> um like show first edition Warhammer, I'm telling my kids this is Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I want to point out uh, with these, uh, with the mounts, that the longer you stare at them, the more you see that they're a little not horse-ish. Uh, horse um, so like if you look at actually on the hooves, they have this little like hooked like thing at the back of them. They're... Uh, their hooves themselves are actually pretty gnarled, and they they capture that that vampire bat like wing style. Like they have these. Yeah, they're they're, they're yeah. undead. They're, know, a they're, little, little, they're a little they're a little off. Like, it's you, a little bit spike horse. I mean, spike horses are fine. You can put skulls and spikes on stuff. You're Warhammer, but it's not like a chicken and a cougar and a horse sort of right glued together you know in a, in a goofy way and then given a name that makes no sense right? right and their faces are like skeletal but then they're horses and so you have like a little bit of the skeleton thing and this is where i i really highly posit some people don't like the skull uh i think you paint this the flesh color and go for like a nightmare steed like hell horse or uh what are those things called in uh in the harry potter someone in chat knows everyone knows i, I make fun of harry potter um What's what are they called? The cool like little death horses that you can only see if you've almost died. That those things they look a little bit like that, or where like they're super gaunt thestrals. There you go. Thank you, B Timmy. Yeah, they look like thestrals a little bit. So like I think that's super cool. I think that they're they're like everything about the vampires is something I love, which is it looks normal at first blush. You're like okay, normal. But this longer you stare at it, the more you realize it's this like this alien predator that's gonna murk you. You know, like a vampire should be this looming, ominous presence where you look at it and you're like, that's a human, but there's something off about it. And then like the longer you stare, the more you realize like you're fucked and it's a fucking, you know, it's a, it's an unnatural predator there to eat you. So I like that about also, these vampires. Uh, big lances. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thick. Big lances for sure. I like it. And <laughs> can we talk about this popped collar this yeah. dude has? Yeah, this dude on the left. <laughs> this vampire bat popped collar that pops a foot above his head. 
Have you ever popped a collar so hard it became a vampire bat? That is this dude <laughs> with the flanged mace over here. It's, uh, it's so good. Also, they're using maces, which vampires with maces just like makes me like. I just think it's funny, uh, like the smash your face mace making its way back into Warhammer. Yeah, it's tenderizing. I I like a flanged mace. <laughs> Um, I um I thought of no less than four jokes that are not appropriate. <laughs> also, big flags. Yeah, the, the banner is really, really fucking cool. I'm I'm happy we're getting huge banners. They're coming back. Um, there's that one-armed banner, Chad from Lumineth Realm Lords. Oh, where he's just like, like it, the it's huge. The where they're selling you a single model to carry a banner, kind of like a relictor in Lumineth. And it's just like this massive. I, I think it's really funny. Go on. Yeah, and then I looked at the model a little closer, and I'm like, he's one-handing that. The oh, yeah. that banner is not rested upon the ground. He's just he's just one one-handing it, and then pointing with his sword. Yeah. Bro, doth thou even hoist? Yeah, doth <laughs> thou even hoist? <laughs> Give me Morning Star and watch out. Yeah, I love a good mace too. So I think it's cool. Like, um, you know, like they're not wielding piercing. I mean, lances are clearly piercing weapons, but they don't usually have to worry about an opponent picking up a lance and trying to pierce them. Um, but a mace, like against you know armored folk, you're crushing them, and then you can feast on them when they're like laying there, they, their bodies broken. You know, like you don't want it. Like you don't want them to bleed out when you're a vampire. You want them to be largely intact inside of their like you know their their hard candy shell. So. I like it. I love it. Um, the bat iconography. Go ahead. A little tenderizer. Yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. Um, the bat iconography, like the barding itself, just looks like fucking bat wings. It's sweet. It's super sweet. They've seen battle too. I can see some like little dents and dings in it. So really nice detail. The longer I stare at it, not quite over designed like Varengard. Like they don't go all the. They don't go. They don't go to twelve. They just go to eleven. Which is nice. Yeah, they don't OT. In other words, they don't over trim. There's there's too much trim on those Vanguard for me. But yeah, they do look cool. Could this be? Are we finally going to stop seeing uh, everybody running? Everybody running like Black Knights with uh, some green stuff on them, painted red, or the Dragon Knights from Order just painted red? Could this be a new era dawns? Um, ideally, these will cost fill in the blank. Keep in mind the current ones cost ninety dollars US. I think. Oh, for the pack. Mm -hmm. Oh, if they're monopose, I could see them being like forty-five bucks, like for the for a a, a clutch of five, a grip of five, one fifty. What? How much did my? Well, if it had tons of behemoth pricing, of course, right. You think about what would cost too much, and you double it. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't um, normally sixty-five bucks. I, yeah, sixty-five bucks seems. Yeah, that's what I would guess. Yeah, my my guess my guess on the re reveal show was sixty. Yeah, as the floor, um, but shouldn't be much more than that. I should think sixty-eight or something. For reference, Black Knights, also in Legion of the Gosh, are like thirty-four, thirty-eight. Mm. And they're old sculpts, and so about double that feels right. Mm. Well, a hundred fifty in dollary dues, probably. Yeah, 
Yeah, no, like absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah, I, sixty sixty five around what murder ponies cost, I'd imagine. Um, like I can't see them being much more than that, especially since I'm thinking that these are these 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 uh, riders are affixed to their mounts. I, you know, I, in the in the build, I don't think they're separate. Um, they look pretty rigidly placed on these, so they're probably these legs are part of the body of the mount. You know. It's also, Venari Dawn Riders, a very comparable, new sculpt, detailed, right? Also, Cav from LRL, $60. Yeah. So, yeah, 60 bucks. Uh, I feel like they have just about the same level of detail, just about the same amount of plastic, new sculpts, horses, and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it's it's 60 as a shoe in. What's handy about this? I've been wrong before. Yeah. What's handy about this is like I can stop buying all the Cavalos Death Riders now because my cavalry army finally just shifts to this. So I can play my Ossiarc Bone Reapers a little bit more Neapolitan because I'm probably just running yeah. all vampires when yeah. when Soul Blight comes out. Oh yeah, what is the plan? Okay, so let's pretend that uh the army is like what you want and each of those words is capitalized. Mm-hmm. What's your what's your ideal like army? Not list, but um well it would be this, it would be that, you know what I mean? Well, I, I want I want the the Blood Knights. Blood Knights have traditionally had and it was talking about Brendan yesterday when I when we did the show with uh, the Cubic Shenanigans, uh both both hosts yesterday. Um they have a reputation from like seventh edition um vampire counts. As just from then and even into sort of the dark ages of Age of Sigmar, and even the very, very beginning parts of when LON came out, when you're, like, looking at five Blood Knights for, what, 200, like, 40, 220 points, some outrageous amount, you're like... I believe they were 260. You're like, they do... <laughs> they do so much damage, even point for point. Like, they still were just cracking skulls. They've always been this back-breaking, amazing, off-the-charge damage model. Um... I just, they should do infinity damage on the charge. Like, it's just a fucking sideways eight if this unit gets the charge and explode. The whole point of, like, yeah, playing against. I think it was what? Plus one rend and a D3 damage on the charge? Yeah, and they got bonus. Yeah, and then you got bonus attacks. Like, you're in a, you know, you, you have a vampire there to buff them, and you've got some uh, allegiance abilities giving them a bonus to attack. You could get an artifact uh, to, like, tap it and give them that. So they, they just, they just did damage like so much damage um so i want them to just deal a sideways eight if they charge now the whole game plan for your opponent needs to be like throw anything at them to where they never get the charge right and like you probably have yeah, one if you if you end tag if you like tag the end of mm-hmm. blood knights they, they do nothing yeah like they all. yeah they uh i want like that's like the whole thing like you you throw like dire wolves or or skinks or any derpy min unit thing at them and they get not so much stuck in but they don't do the charge they don't do a million damage and you can counter charge them right um i ideally blood knights will be the premier offensive cavalry in the game ideally for me um you you'll have to like get bring requisite buffs perhaps like to get them to that but they should be the witch elves of cavalry or not witch elves, but like the Daughters of Cana Calvary, just like absolutely unleashed when they charge. I want the army to have mist form and a lot of that like stuff that was traditionally around in vampire folklore to like, 
like basically read Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines and like go through like all the coolest disciplines. I want War Scroll abilities that do all the coolest shit. Celerity, you know, which is gotta go fast, Sanic, like turning into mist, turning into bat forms and summoning vermin swarms and shit, like all of that stuff. I want all of that in the army. I would love for them to have regen, but like regen they I feel like gets over pointed or overcosted when they're like, oh, this unit can regen. Look at this troll. It can regen a D3 if it survives, or if it survives and deals damage, you can heal one point. Of, and, like, there's always these, like, little shitty heals in the game that you're penalized for. Please don't penalize vampires for that. Find an interesting way to show me they're drinking blood. Please. Like, I don't, like, I don't need them to be penalized in their points for that. So, like, regen. And I remember when I, I started playing with Sam... You know, back in what seventh grade, I think sixth or seventh grade is when when I started yeah. like buying some stuff. Uh, you got me my skeleton chariot for my birthday. Um, That's right. <laughs> um, <laughs> I remember, like your your vampires were like pseudo my mini necromancers, and you could actually like summon some units and stuff. I want that back. Like I really want like the vampires as like able to just like summon on some stuff. If, I don't care what it is, dire wolves, bat swarms, like whatever it is, I want, I want like vampire summoning the way I, like a little bit necromancy, but like really in the in the vermin sense. So ideally, I my think, arm. Go ahead. I think blood knights are actually going to be good, and this might even be a hot take. Oh man, uh, it'll become a hot take. Don't worry. Uh, blood knights are going to be actually really good Ooh. because. I've, this is something I've learned, uh, especially after reading Lumineth Battle Tome, Doc Battle Tome, all the other Battle Tomes as they have been coming out. Uh, Blood Knights are going to be really good. Um, or at least they're going to have a lot of abilities that are really good. Mm -hmm. And in GW's head, they'll be like really strong. Because in, in Games Workshop's heads, Blood Knights are famous. They have a history of being famous or being awesome. The best charge, kill damage, you know, um, royal blood knights ever. Like the Lance, there's there's memories of older editions where, were the, where they were the shit. And so in Games Workshop's head, they're like, blood knights have to be awesome. Mm -hmm. Because in the lore and in the history of, the, uh, of our, you know, players' minds from back in the day, these guys were awesome. And so they have to be awesome. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's how they write War Scrolls. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the height for better or worse. Yeah, um, you know, this is this is how they write war scrolls for, in a good way and in a bad way. Mm -hmm. Like how how come Lumineth Realm Lords have a novel of abilities to wade through? You know, to to actually resolve anything in the game. Mm -hmm. The high elves are just better than humans. <laughs> they're literally like the superior race to human. They're just the best. They're the, they're better than humans in every way, and mm -hmm. so they have to have all the abilities that that mean that. Mm -hmm. They're they're wicked fast. They're so good in combat that even if they're not in much armor, like their save is still really good because they're just the best. You know, they can activate twice in a row because they're really fast. Um, they they point things based on like how good the thing is supposed to be, and they write rules based on how good the thing is supposed to be. And so if you're if you're in a if you're in a faction where 
they're not really that important, you know? It's not like high elves, right? It's not like blood knights. It's not like Marathi just became a god, right? You're like some orc, you know? You're some naked orc. <laughs> or you're some you're some ogre wizard who just eats a lot. Like you're not like let let's be honest. You're not the hero of this story. So <laughs> kind of that's that's the bad part about it. But the good part is if you happen to really like one of the things that are supposed to be really good, I think you can be confident that it will be. Yeah. Well, I'm actually starting to think that I might be James Workshop. Like my insomnia when I fall asleep. Like I, I don't know what this is. So you're gonna have to. Okay. So 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 James Workshop is what uh, James Workshop. Yeah. So James Workshop is actually the person we know truly controls Games Workshop. There's there's a specific <laughs> person who is in control of every decision that we blame. Uh, and or revere for decisions that Games Workshop makes. So I James may, yeah, like James Workshop is his name. Is no, his name is James Workshop. It's a person. They're real. This is no. I mean, like this meme is this like this smells like a corporate meme. Is this a corporate <laughs> meme? Like did GW start this meme? I don't. I don't think so. But all right, I just I caught a whiff. That's all. I'll have to look into the etymology yeah. of this. Yeah, later. yeah. James James Workshop is the man the company is named after, and I might actually be like it's like memento. Like I like I get into an insomnia fit, and then I send like all my like like notes to my lackeys at at my company to make the army I want. Because for just two years straight, I've pretty much been just like cracking home runs on the things that I want, and uh, <laughs> so I might actually be James Workshop. And uh, maybe I don't know. Uh, so okay. I yeah, I this a similar thing happened to me, although in a much lesser degree. I got a monkey paw James Workshop story. So this happened to me, where the thing that like you specifically want works out, mm -hmm. but it was monkey paw because I'm like, oh man, we're getting a new ogre battle tome, right? A new a new beast called battle tome. You know, stone horns are just my favorite thing. If nothing else, I hope that stone horns are good, you know? At least give me that. And the book came out, and only stone horns are good. <laughs> nothing else. <laughs> so, uh, you know, careful what you wish for. Right. I See, my, my trick is that I'm going to think uh, Blood Knights are the best thing on the planet. And whether that's true or not, you won't dissuade me. Reality will conform to what I believe. Like, I will... Not literally, but my reality will be like, these are the best and nobody can convince me otherwise. Like, how bad would the War Scroll have to be for me to get these new sculpts and buy this whole new army? Because I'm like, I'm just about to... Like, I've got like... It's that Batman scene in... Uh, it was the Dark Knight, the first one. Uh, Batman Begins or whatever. The the very, very first one where, where he's in... um Of the Nolan flicks. Where he's in the, like... He's bathing in the fountain... And they're like, sir, you can't bathe in the fountain of this hotel. And he just hands them a check and says, I just bought it. You know, and like, we have no idea what was written on that check, but that like, apparently he did in fact just buy the entire hotel. That's what I'm going to do with, with these. I did it for Osiric Bone Reapers. No regrets. And I'll like tattoo regrets misspelled on my neck, like the meme. R-A-G, like R-E-T-S, no regrets. Uh, no regrets. These Soul Blight, they're going to be the best. They're going to be awesome. Um... I liked what, uh, first off... Uh, he handed them a check, and the check had written on it, play along, it's a bit. <laughs> um, uh, I gotta thank real quick Dr. Darkmatch for the uh, the Twitch Prime. Good use of that free Amazon Twitch Prime sub. 
Uh, enjoy oh, uh, big primer. Yeah, and uh, and then uh, dark uh, uh, dark match said, uh, where was it here? Bat screens with skeleton spear walls. Blood Knight Chad cavalry with big boy vamp hero buffs and a drag and a dead dragon meteor to smash. Yes. Basically, that is what I want to. Oh, we'll see. get we'll get to the <laughs> to the tin foil dragon. Don't worry. Yeah, we'll get to it. But first, Sam, I have a similar question uh, since we've both answered it in various ways. Um, what's what's the um what's the too much of a good thing? I don't want any more cake. Eventuality for you. Uh, we get the second half of Lumineth, right? Yeah, and then or and or Sylvaneth book three comes out, uh, the apology edition, <laughs> and um, and then like uh, what is it? Malarion Shadow Elves come out. Like choose your champion. Who wins? Oh man. <laughs> I can't answer this question. Like, <laughs> it would be way too much. I'd be like that that guy in um, and what is it, Monty Python, and uh, where he's like at the he, he just explodes. He's at the buffet table. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 <laughs> he's just like I can't, I can't eat anymore. I'm absolutely stuffed. <laughs> and the guy's like, oh, one more, just a mint, a waffer theme. <laughs> and he agrees and he explodes. <laughs> like they're showing you the menu and they're like, would you like a Sylvaneth Battle Tome 3, uh, second half of Lumineth, or Malarian Shadow Elves? And you're like, all of the lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Well, we we might also be getting Kurnothi depending on what, what yeah, way like you go with, yeah. with, uh, with the... Uh, Kragnos, right? Like, I at first, Kragnos I doesn't sound to me like a very Kurnothi. Yeah, I agree. Ordered name, mm -hmm. right? I agree. Sounds like uh, Earth version of Ragnaros. I'm gonna be honest. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Which is so, which is why I accidentally call him Kragnaros all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, on the reveal stream, everyone got trolled because they first saw him. And my chat went nuts. They're like, Beasts of Chaos, it's time. It's a dragon ogre. Yeah. They remembered us. Yeah. It's been 87 years. You know, like that right. old lady meme. Right. And then someone noticed that uh, he had hooves instead of claws. Yeah, the little grabbies. Yep. have claw feet. And they're like, okay. <laughs> well, at, at first blush. because the Chaos sinks back down into the primordial sludge. Ready to come up again in four years. I actually got I actually got trolled too. I was in your chat and because the video goes very quickly and they don't immediately populate the Warcom site with the the stuff. Right, there's some techie who has to be refreshing as it's going through. And so, like, I saw the video and it went very quickly. So I saw like it kind of like is he rearing up or does he just walk that way? He was in the dra the weird dragon ogre posture where they're kind of like haunched back and then they're. Their little feet are like vestigial arms in front of them, like a T Rex. You know, is how like dragon ogres kind of look. And so I just yeah, dragon saw ogres are very dumb. Let's not mince. <laughs> I saw the posture. They are dumb. They look dumb, and they've always looked dumb. Wow. The concept of an ogre who is also a dragon ceiling is very high. Mm -hmm. Floor is even pretty high, but 
Uh, I was wrong. Apparently, the floor is much lower because <laughs> look at what we have. But yeah, the, the, the like I saw the it's arms. No wonder the primordial stormcast uh, kicked them out of their lands. <laughs> Get out of here. Um, yeah, I I saw that first, and I was like, I saw the posture, and so I read it as dragon ogre and the and the main, and then like on the sort of watching rewatching the video. I don't think it's Karnathi either. People are like, look at the shield. This is Karnathi. This is totally Karnathi. And I'm like, it's a fucking desert. And they're talking about, like, building cities in the desert. Like, I... Karnathi don't read... Like, aren't they woodsy and shit? Yeah. Like, I, I don't think it's gonna be... They talk about from deep, deep in the earth coming back. Like, I don't think this is Karnathi. I think this might actually be, gasp, something new. Like... So, you know, bull centaurs or, like, like you know, centagores or something like that. Like, I'm hoping it's a destruction faction. Like, I really am. Like, I'm hoping we're getting... What was that army you made during the Rantathon last year? Scions of the God Beasts or something like that? Oh, yeah, Scions of the God Beasts, yeah. The, where half the army is worshippers of, and then the other half of the army are actual God Beasts. Like, there's two of them. Mm-hmm. And um, we, we built like a fun make-believe new faction out of um, two god beasts that rule a faction. They each have their cults and there's a bunch of sub-factions where either you choose one to be your general or the other or both, you know, because you, I mean, it'd be, it'd be such a missed opportunity to make sub-factions for like a giant creature army and not have an option for playing all of them, you know, uh, Thanks, Sons of Behemoth. Mm. <laughs> uh, Gypsy Danger here says, uh, it's the god of whatever the civilization of Beastgrave uh, like was. And he's like, where's my boys? Because the mountain is literally called Grieve, uh, Grave of Your Best Friends. Like, so Yeah, I, I agree with, I mean, Vince's take. I don't know if anyone heard it on the reveal show that Vince did. I was watching you and not uh, Vince, so yeah, so that's that's well, I started reacting to him reacting to the like, <laughs> brought him up on screen and had him he was reacting Re to reactception like yeah, we were, we were <laughs> I didn't do it too long because it's just uh you know it's yeah. funny as an idea, but not if you follow through with it. Right. But his take was pretty reasonable. It seemed to make sense, logically followed, he connected a lot of dots, a lot of hanging chads, right? Um, but my problem with Vince's take is that it makes too much sense, and this causes me concern. What was Vince's take? His is, um, this is a god beast of destruction, a new one. Mm -hmm. And he's the herald of a new army. Mm -hmm. And this is what all the great wah and everybody, like, this is for all of destruction to get behind this new guy. He's the beginning of the next campaign arc after we finish with Broken Realms to go into third edition. Mm -hmm. um, you know, this is the this is the plot point that carries us into third ed, where just where Games Workshop remembers that destruction exists, uh, lore wise, for the first time, actually ever. But and this guy's like the the Nagash of of destruction. Like everybody follows him. It's a god beast. He is. You know, it's in Beast Grave. He was talking about his his all his people were dead. This ties in the Cursed City and the Beast Grave stuff from Underworld. It ties all the stuff together. Mm -hmm. But it makes a little too much sense. And so I press X for doubt. 
only based on that. Mm-hmm. Beastgrave launch had the Karnathi Seder dudes, and he is leaving the mountain of Beastgrave. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, like, whatever goes on in Beastgrave, they, they released this dude, right? Kragnos got out. And... Uh, yeah, and so there might there there might be like Karnathi and Centaur like things, but it's going to be like a destruction army of a bunch of different types of Centaur mm-hmm. of various flavors, whether it be deer people or horse people or bull people or whatever. I can get behind that. They could also be doing a troll with with um. So like we heard a voice talking, right? And then we saw yeah. this image of like a centaur like thing with the huge horns and like this wicked and he said God main the. Uh, in the voiceover. So when they did the uh, cast our mind back to the inception of, of, of Rantcast, uh, the Ossiac Bone Reaper trailers were coming out. The guy talking was Catacross the whole time, but the we had four videos of everything but Catacross shown. So like they actually made it look like Vok Mordian or whatever was the one talking in the first trailer. And, it, you know, because like they, you know, you, you know, the tithe comes and they have this like guy talking and then you you see like you're gonna you know because editing you're gonna like hear the voice and then you're gonna see a person on camera and you're gonna assume it's them narrating right so they did that with uh they did that with with Catacros. i'm not even necessarily convinced that the image of like the individual was kragnos like i'm not convinced that that image was kragnos I kind of hope it's not. I'm looking for something more interesting in a god than a big centaur. I guess it worked um, for uh, it worked for uh, World of Warcraft, right? Like the one the one god's like actually a sweet centaur or whatever, or became a sweet horned centaur type thing. So, yeah, I mean there there was more visual interest there though, antlers and druidic, you know, tattoos and stuff, mm-hmm. big beard. Im- importantly, a big a big beard, yeah, yeah. But I I think that like we might not. We probably didn't even see Kragnos. Like, we might not see Kragnos for a little bit. Because they just said Broken Realms Kragnos. We hear a voiceover and we see, like, a centaur staring over the ruins of a city. Or centaur thing. Uh, Karnathi pull the old switcheroo and wood elves Karnathi are now destruction. I'd be cool with that. Like, they're still pissed at Sylvaneth. I, I'm, I said yesterday I want destruction to get just a brand new faction. I've wanted that forever. I don't care if it was like elementals or You mean a new a brand new destruction faction that introduces more than one kit? Yeah. <laughs> more than one single kit. Yeah, like yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, but that wasn't brand new. That was here's a big ale guzzer gargant, and I'm like, yay, one kit that's two hundred dollars. Like I'm 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 all for destruction getting more stuff. Like we got ogres. I'm still yeah, hoping I gotta say looking over these these Lumineth sculpt reveals and the, this uh this gravelord sculpt stuff i'm like oh boy uh, i am looking forward to a destruction army with new models these things are just non-stop home runs uh on both of those ends lumineth and everything i've seen from well, it gravelord this is what we want like when when lon yeah. came out lon was a soup book of a bunch of old old gribblies right like just a bunch of old stuff the grand alliance Death too. It was and yeah. It was our, it was our GA for what that was. It was very successful because Grand Alliance Death One was like on life support, super trash. Right? <laughs> it was the on GA, life. The yeah. GA agencies were just kind of like a bad idea that they did because they didn't have enough, have enough time to make proper armies. Clearly, mm-hmm. right, right. So like they, it was it was a stopgap. It was a band aid. It was important. It was was very good, 
but we've been coasting on a very good update to something that probably should have been obsolete when it came out for a very long time. Mm-hmm. It's it's time for us to get to have Death's House in order. Mm-hmm. And I'm sick of hearing a dozen people every day ask for a Legions of Nagash uh, faction focus and me having to be like, I don't want to do a Legions of Nagash faction focus because I want my faction foci to be positive, to have a positive spin. <laughs> I want to, I want to say good things and not have it just be complaining. Mm-hmm. Like I, I did the Ogre Maw tribes one and through great strength of effort, I didn't complain the whole time, but a lot seeped in. Mm-hmm. Well, your deadpan can't help but come out. Go on, Sam. I'm sorry. Oh yeah. No, no, no. It's cool. Uh, it's, it's a faction unfocused. <laughs> That's how you brand that one. <laughs> the, 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 <laughs> um, I, I don't know. Like, I, I you mean the marketing spin, like uh, <laughs> un, unshackled by uh, civilization and focus. They are not held back <laughs> by universal um, quality synergies and, and rules. Like, they're too manly for that kind of stuff. All of their models and sculpts have soul. Maybe not detail or poly count but they got soul yeah 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 but yeah no i it, when gets when gets came out uh, gloom spike gets they did the thing halfway that i wanted to see for a lot of the armies like i cities of sigmar is a book that i'm like uh, eternally divided on one it's a more powerful book than than people ever really seem to give it credit for when we're talking like meta monsters or meta boogeymen I'm like, there's so much crap you can do in the city's book, especially when you tailor it to beat people on TTS. You just like, oh, what army are you playing? Oh, cool, I've got a city's army that I don't have to like invest in, and I can just like throw together on this this program to exactly beat your army. You know, like that's the toolbox power, right? And uh, there are some uh, there are some pretty good tools in there that like make every problem look like a nail to your hammer. Uh, so there's some cool shit, uh, but like cities, you're by nature, I don't think they ever want to infuse that with new models, right? Like, I really want to see what actual Age of Sigmar cities would look like because I highly doubt it's sculpts from millennia ago, literal aeons ago from a different world. I'm sure civilization with electric power men jumping down from the skies and magics untold that can become living sentient things probably advanced beyond uh like don't get me wrong the cod pieces and the feather hats maybe just a little bit uh point of order i would ask that we keep the cod pieces and the feather sure hats. sure i'm just saying so advance the technology update the technology yeah but some things are sacred no i'm i'm saying what yeah, i'm saying yeah. remember where you came from <laughs> your roots right remember your origins what i'm saying is like certainly we have new advancements to cod piece technology they, these can be bigger, more impressive. <laughs> They're not simply vestigial cod pieces. <laughs> They've evolved too. Yeah, <laughs> we have better cod piece technology now. Is all I'm saying. But no, by nature, like cities, I think is always like cities of Sigmar is always going to be like kind of what that is. We might see a, a revamp of what were they calling it, the Church of Sigmar or whatever type. Mortal, mortal other stuff where we get to see some new ranges, some fanatics, and what Firestorm tried to be, what a couple of these other things tried to be. 
Uh, some of those like priests that are hanging hanging out and not really a faction anymore. We could probably see something like that, right? Um, cool. But like what Gloomspite gets did is it like it re it breathed new life into old stuff, and you got like new ranges of old stuff. What Soulblight is doing is you're getting new ranges of old stuff with updated rules. Like I wish they would do that to all the old factions. I want you to keep your toys, dear viewer. I want you to like have and love all the toys that you played for twenty years. But I want but the game needs to kind of like breathe new life into a lot of these sculpts and like advance. Like yeah, cool. You want to play your like twenty year old army with like a history and count it as Soulblight. The way I don't know who really wants to play those old like bat sculpts, but like. Provided you're really fond of it, you're like, man, look at this bat sculpt, and now it's got cool new rules and cool new sculpt. Like, look at my vintage version of that thing. Awesome. There's a history to it. But, like, also, I... I got it. Yeah. It's put the feather in the... Coming out of the cod piece <laughs> at the very top, like a hat. This is how we move... This is how we move our technology forward. <laughs> They're like, okay, the, the suits, you know, it's... We got polyester and latex. We got, we got better than just, you know, cotton and, and cloth and stuff. You know, the weapons are a little bit more better. Our technology has moved on. Uh, the cod pieces, slightly larger, have a feather coming out, you know, for history. Because like, we got to remember our, our where we came from, you know. <laughs> B, B. Timmy's, like, yeah, cod piece bayonets. Yeah. <laughs> our roots. Uh, snit bag dropping uh, a thousand RDP to remind everyone, chat gang ain't nothing to mess with. <laughs> Mm. Um, and then, like the more important you are, the more feathers you have from it, right? Yeah, means the peacocking. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like those old Spanish armor cod pieces that were molded in the erect position out of metal. I see you, Sam. <laughs> armor of the conquistadors. Yeah, uh, bad. In your unit of 10 handgunners, you can choose one to be the unit champion called a flagging commander. <laughs> <laughs> the blooming cod. <laughs> like... <laughs> Once per turn, the commander can issue orders at the beginning of the combat phase so that his men may stand at attention. <laughs> <laughs> they uh, do mortal wounds against the ladies. But, you know, like, <laughs> finger guns. <laughs> Fucking whatever. Oh, man. <laughs> Skink star priest levels of plumage. Yeah. I, I Like I said, I think it, it's Sculpt. Soul Blight, the, the, giving it a, a fixed identity to kind of reset this. Giving it a fixed identity, being specific, you know, it's very important to be specific, and then breathing new life into old sculpts. Like, um, I mean, they're they're doing that chaos warrior thing with basically vampire counts and what was a, an entire grand alliance that was souped and in just a weird bad place. Like, we've got to see what a full army of of spooky ghosts looks like. Oh, spoiler! It's one of the best aesthetic armies in the entire game. You know, we've got to see our super shredder serum skeletons with Ossiarch Bone Reapers, Nagash's like sort of dark mirror to the Stormcast Eternals, a very AOS-y take on what Nagash's machinations look like, right? Like, awesome, love it. Um, Flesh Shooter Courts are maybe a little bit of an odd one out, but, I mean, they're... 
my only question is, do they roll that in with... I don't think they're going to, having seen what I've seen now. I, I, a lot of people thought they, they might come back as a Strigoi, like a bloodline, for Soulblight Gravelords. I think Flesh Eater Courts stay their own thing. I, I That's my new... Now that we've gotten more information, that's my read. I don't think their Flesh Eater Courts are getting getting rolled in. Um, no, nor, nor do I think they should. No, definitely not. I agree. It's, it's nice to, like... It's a quaint thing to have so so personal of a GA's god be like in charge of everything. Nobody else really has that. They have that, but with models that they can't make or put on the table because it'd be too good. Like, um, there's no Sigmar in order. There's no actual chaos gods you can play in chaos. There's no Gorkamorka in destruction, but there is Nagash in death, and that's a neat super hierarchy right to have well i but it's nice to have exceptions because it makes the whole thing much more interesting well, and i think soul blight are going to be exceptions too because they they might like help nagash but they have their own agendas it's it's you know so people i actually like death right, as a monolith faction of them i'm sure they pledge super phony uh fealty you know, yeah fealty to to nagash oh of course sire you know mm -hmm. in the in the most arrogant vampire sort of uh i'm insulting you while agreeing with you kind of thing <laughs> right right i actually like death as a monolith uh, i've talked about this before you know there are sometimes when you have like a like a, an opinion on something and you say it really excitedly and other people say it like it's a bad thing like yeah but death is a monolith and i'm like i know but death's a monolith you know like i get excited about that yeah, it's clearly the most orderly fashion. Right, uh, right. It's a good counterpoint to order, which is kind of chaotic, like incidentally rather chaotic. And I like those little nods to like almost like sort of human, like yeah, yeah. humanity as a creature, least, right? Or like, is the least orderly yeah. Grand Alliance, even yeah. less orderly than Destruction. Because Destruction has so much bureaucracy and red tape with their keywords mm -hmm. that they end up pretty orderly as well. Uh, B. Timmy with a great reference uh, to Mass Effect here. Yeah, but Nagash can assume direct control. Uh, mm, yeah. Read in a lore story where he took over Neferata against her will. He controls the Soul Blight, and so via extension, he controls uh, the vampires. Um, like, he's... So he he does control the Soul Blight. Feck he doesn't really control, and it's kind of odd how he's able to garner their, their, their favor. But if ever there's a faction that would just attack... Nagash in open combat, it's it's Flesh Eater Courts. Death also has a very good excuse for having Nagash on the table, too, because it's just an avatar. He has, like, a billion avatars. Uh, yeah, he has, he has dozens of them. Um, yeah. So it makes perfect sense. Yeah. He's even, if I was writing in the propaganda section, he's even used them to um, uh, trick his opponents into thinking they scored some sort of victory as a, <laughs> as a pure um, right. distraction. And then I just list off every time Nagash actually just got killed by somebody. Oh yeah, that was a, that was an avatar. That was that was, that was a ruse. <laughs> planned. Um. Ooh. Well, I mean, yeah, like a master lich. I mean, like he would be. I mean, he's even beyond this, but he's like a phylactery. Like you got to find that to destroy. You got to find like the heart of Nagash to destroy him. Right. So of course he's gonna appear again and again. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it's fun to write a sort of character that has no um just not limited by time whatsoever and so the most efficient way to beat some rival is to just work on other 
stuff you have going on because the guy's going to live 90, maybe 120 years if he's a wizard. Okay. I'll, I'll just take care of this stuff over here for a century and then show up to his funeral and be like, <laughs> got him. <laughs> you didn't have to do anything and you died of checks, notes, old age. <laughs> <laughs> Checkmate. Leaves a leaves a king like on the casket. Ah, there we go. Dust off my hands. All right, back to the soul blight stuff. Uh, that would make the fourth or fifth time Nagash gets schooled in the official lore. Give the guy a wince at some point. I mean, he kind of had. I mean, Nagash like Nagash death isn't basically a big win, except for Skaven's purely accidental like plot reason for Nagash not winning. Like. He, he truly did just win with the Necroquake. And they're like, uh, I guess Skaven ruined it, kind of, but Nagash still pretty much wins. All right. Yeah, he gets some power. Uh, and yeah. Well, now I mean, we got a WWE championship showing up with BR Techless. That shit's going to be sick. I don't know how much you know about the story leading into Broken Realms Techless. I, I've. Uh, go ahead and. I'll. Uh, yeah, 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 by telling me, you tell the audience. Um. Yeah, this is this is the main event. This is actual Realm Wrestling Federation. Uh, this is the fight for the belt. I don't know much about wrestling. I'm trying to use the words. Um, but after the Necroquake, Teclas has been working to fix all the problems that began when the Necroquake quote-unquote succeeded, like 90% succeeded. And um, it's going to be a showdown. Like, Teclas is personally, like, fighting Nagash in BR Teclas, and it's a head-to-head -head match. Sam, are we two destined to do this dance? You, your <laughs> elves versus my death for all eternity? <laughs> I think we might be. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, like, going so far as to, in the, uh, in the Sunday preview, uh, the Call of the Wind, mm -hmm. that they just uploaded uh, today. Mm-hmm. There's a picture of Teclas facing off against Nagash in their official like Warhammer community uh, images. Hmm. And so like this is happening, which is crazy because we're not hearing a lot about BR Teclas. You know, they announced Kragnaros. They're talking about death and stuff like that. But everyone's looking forward to the next Broken Realms. And ooh, what if there's a fourth one? Um, BR Teclas is coming out what? This week, next week, two weeks from now. Yeah, it's 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 like the next one. Yeah. It's the and next it's, release. And it's Teclas versus Nagash, and we're getting a bunch of death stuff on the way, plus a new battle tome, and we're getting a bunch of Lumineth, plus the second half of the battle tome. And so this is this is big. Yeah, and Teclas. And it, this is a mighty duel. Yeah. Right, like the god of magic versus the god of magic that he made up. <laughs> um, I. I think uh, I don't think uh, I don't think they're going to kill Nagash. By the way, everyone's like, "Oh, Teclas is going to kill Nagash. He's going to kill Nagash." No, I, I there's don't think so. there's two but. things that go into my opinion. First of all, death is not a it's a consequence for Nagash, but it's not the consequence. It's really about killing Nagash. Yeah, it's either. never really he about. He he kind of doesn't care because he'll just come back. That's like he's he's in control of death. If you kill him, he just like all right. I guess I'll go visit the god of death. <laughs> Checkmate, loser. It's me. Like <laughs> like. 
my soul. Shall I stay dead? Mm, I'm thinking no. Like one of those, like one of those <laughs> quote unquote independent inquiries that a company does. Like, yeah, we have looked into allegations of our own wrongdoing, and we have decided that we are actually innocent. Yeah, yeah. Like what a cop. Oh, that's uh, very surprising. It... How interesting. I believe you. Yeah. Uh, insert joke about cop violence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like at, at worst, you would set him back. It sets him back. It's 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 always setbacks and stuff like that for Nagash, but and he's got nothing but time though. Right, right. What if he has a fourth or a fifth plan? Because Stormcast uh, or because the the Osiric Bone Reapers were just like that was like the plan in motion already. He has other ambitions. The pyramid. Oh, yeah, it's just that people found out about him. That's the thing. Yeah, like there's a story of OBR. In fact, the um the warband. With um, Axe Chad, fucking oh yeah, health, like he's so tall, he's like Helsing tall, and I wasn't aware of this until I saw like a picture of him next to Martech Guard. He's twice as tall as that. Like, dude is big. But those guys were sent to um, Beastgrave to get some important thing or kill some important people, and they showed up like hundreds of years after it mattered. And so they're just like, Oh, might as well collect a bunch of bones. And that's why they're there. Um, OVR are, are ancient. Uh, the realms have found out about them, you know, recently and the book just came out and we didn't know about them before. Right. But his plans, his plans are in motion for a very, very long time before they yeah. come to fruition. Yeah. People read them in you know, we read them in human time without the like, I, I don't think people often get the scope of how long it takes an Agashian plan to, like, pay off. He is Xanatos from the Gargoyles, man. Like, he is just... He has these, like, long-arcing, you know, gambits of, of plans that take a while to, to really come. He's like, okay, like, I can't do this right now, so I'll just wait till that guy dies, because he can't stop me now. Like, he's dead, and I'll use his soul to power an engine as part of my plan. Like, it's... I, I like that about Nagash. I also like that he's, like... For as ancient and evil he is, you know, like Mumra style, right? <laughs> uh, he, like, he still is, like, kind of haunted by his humanity, and that's usually why he fails. Because he's just, like, you know, human arrogance and human... You know, it's a very, like, Hades, a very Greek god sort of sort of way for him to be. I just, we don't need to keep gushing about how much I love Nagash and all things death. <laughs> let's get back to how yeah, awesome about, this so... death stuff is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's let's talk about what everyone really cares about, Sam. Um, four uncounterable auto success spells a turn, or eight with a healthy bonus for Nagash, for <laughs> yeah. like his new war scroll. I oh, like no, the... I mean, Techless versus Nagash in a in a spell oh, duel. Yeah, four auto cast. Just I de I decree it will be four or eight with good bonuses. Four at ten, Nagash could potentially unbind a couple of them. He just needs to roll an eight. He is a plus three. Yeah, that's true. I could, like Nagash will probably unbind one or two spells. Uh, Teclas will absolutely unbind one spell. Pardon me. Um, like if you're talking pure spell duel, I think it's a, I think it's a good fight. Uh, it, you know, if we we zoom it out to a narrative thing informed by the War Scroll. Sam, uh, yeah, what's yeah, your read? Yeah, Tec yeah, Teclas has the option of not bothering to roll, whereas Nagash does have to roll. Hmm. <laughs> I'll be. You got to do it eight times. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I. I would have to agree. It's. It's going to be a pretty. 
pretty close. I, I would side on a, you know, I might give the gosh the edge cause just because he can cast so many spells and Gatling Gun Arcane Bolt. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, Luminous, some Luminous spells are like really, really, really good. Game-wise, I think Teclas actually has the edge in, in like, in the game. Um, it's just... Yeah, probably. I mean, their battle tome's newer, their spell lawyers are way better. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, the spell lore is way better. Uh, Nagash is never going to get hand dust off because the the uh, Teclas is going to, like, that's the auto-unbind, is like, you're not just going to hand it dust me. So it really is like, okay, I don't hand it dust you, but just just arcane bolts or whatever realm magics that he's just raining down. Like you're coming. I'm pretty sure he I'm pretty sure you can't just auto kill Teclas because he's a god. I'm sure he has some sort of god power on the war scroll there. But maybe, maybe you can. I have to look it up. And I will. Yeah. Marathi is older than Nagash, it's true. Teclas has yeah, a cat. Teclas <laughs> has a cat. The undead fear cats. Checkmate, Lich Nerd. I, I don't think they do. I think there's like lore with like cats and being like messengers Are for the dead. Are you talking about that Stephen King made for TV movie <laughs> where there were vampires and, and the cats were the, the ones? To yeah, Salem's in? Lot. Yeah, Salem's Lot. Yeah. Yeah. Could be. I don't know. Like, that's the thing is like you're going, Teclas is going into Shyish. You're going in to hell to kick the devil's ass. Ah, good luck, buddy. There's an elven arrogance, yeah. Yeah, good yeah. luck. And he's doing it at a time when Slanesh's chains, unbeknownst to him, are basically shattering. So he's just like, oh yeah, like fuck my job I'm, where I'm supposed to watch these chains. I'm going over here. Like, yeah, fucking Teclas, ruining, ruining shit again with his arrogance. <laughs> Sorry, Sam. <laughs> I mean, if, I mean, if he goes in with his his bro Tyrion, uh, I mean, is it arrogance? But I don't, you know, we'll see what unfolds. I guess. Yeah. If he tries to solo it. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's taking a flashlight. He's got this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Teclas bounces spells. Uh, I don't know, like, if he if they kill Nagash in Broken Realms Teclas... Now, it's not called Broken Realms Nagash, so spoiler alert. Uh, just like with Wrath of the Everchosen, where death was put in the book, in a book called Wrath of the Everchosen, it's probably not going to end well for Nagash, because the book, again, is not called Broken Realms Nagash. Um... But uh, they're not going to kill off their... Oh, you're, yeah, you're right. It's it's not yeah. called Broken Realms, colon, How Nagash Wins. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> um, even Wrath of... Like, Wrath of the Everchosen, though, did did make Catacros... Like, it was... It made them both come out looking strong. Like, it it, it did the thing you want to do with a, with a narrative, like, uh, a living narrative like that, where you're like... Like, Ar- like Archeon shows up stops the thing but his nose gets bloodied in terms of like his campaign because now there's one of the eight points is no longer his right it's 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 the arc terminus which is bound and new like if you're just gonna keep making up cool sounding shit <laughs> like, um uh you know and then catacross has his like jojo's bizarre adventure like anime villain moment where he's like staring at all of his recycled bodies while like one of his plebes reads back his notes from the fight like good good <laughs> um sorry 
Uh, Marathi did end pretty well for Marathi. That's what I'm saying is Broken Realms Teclas, I suspect, is going to end pretty well for Teclas because his name is in the, it's in the subtitle. Um, the, the subheading, yeah, sorry. Yeah, that is true. Marathi ended pretty well for Marathi. Teclas probably ending pretty well for Teclas. The third one, Broken Realms, Kragnaros. Uh, Bellicor is third one. Oh, yeah, that's right. The third one is Bellicor. Probably. And then the fourth Stop. one is Kragnos. Yeah, so the third, third oh, one. I was, hoping that, I was hoping that Bellicor would get a little W on there. Yeah. Once. Yeah, Bellicor's just often like, they're like, we need Chaos to take a loss. Oh, it was Bellicor. Like, they, like they, they're the, he's, he's the one they like throw in into the plot where like, we need a named cool, impressive, like, uh, uh, we need a cool, impressive, like known demon prince type thing. Right. And like, oh yeah, it was Bellicor leading this. And so like, it makes the hero look super impressive because the hero who turned back Bellicor must be awesome if they turn back Bellicor. And I'm like, why do you keep writing stories about how Bellicor always loses? This is like WWE booking. When you have like someone who's supposed to be a super big threat, like a monster heel, is the actual terminology. Like a the coolest, biggest, baddest heel. This is like when the big show is heel. He is the most badass dude on the planet, right? And then you just have him job to the new talent to like make the new talent look cool. But all you ever do is job your monster heel. It makes them look like a joke eventually. They've done that to Bellacor. They've jobbed him out too long. He looks like a joke, so he needs a yeah. a in, mighty W, a mighty world, mighty W. The bloodthirster effect, because apparently in in 40k they have a bunch of like everybody who's supposed to be a badass has killed a bloodthirster one v one in various codexes. Right. This has happened so much, and bloodthirsters are so unimpressive on the table that now it's not even. It's like, oh yeah, you killed a bloodthirster. Well, of course, dude. They got a four up save and like twelve wounds. They suck. Like, yeah. Duh. Come back when you kill something good, like a synergy hero. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Doctor Dark uh, brings up a good point. IDK turned into jobbers in BR Marathi so hard that he sold his IDK army. Good meme. I don't know if you actually did, but good meme. Uh, I mean, they put they put in plenty of anti-jobbing technology into that lore, uh, as much as they could. I think um, they stressed that, and I didn't stress this in the Doc video because it's propaganda for Doc, but. To be fair, um, it was the full might of IDK led by Volternos. They were actually collapsing the Daughters of Cain. Like they lost every engagement. They won the they won the naval theater easily against the Scourge Privateers. They won in the city streets. They won on the beachheads. Like they were destroying Daughters of Cain. Like they had no chance. It's just that they were too late to stop the ritual. And then and then God Mommy tossed Voltanos around the temple chamber for fun and profit like a cat toy. But it was just that they were too late to stop the ritual. They were they were winning the battles like decisively. Even in the supposedly unbiased be broken realms lore, they were winning the battles easily. So you can take the gold star, I suppose, for um, not full jobbing. Well they but Voltanos like when Beast Claw jobbed in the <laughs> twice. <laughs> it wasn't like when Beast Claw jobbed in the leading up to the Black Pyramid thing. Malign's, the Malign Portents. Yeah, Malign yeah, Portents. The only yeah. one that featured Beast Claw at all, if I recall correctly, it was Beast Claw charging a Cities of Sigmar outpost, just getting gunned down straight up. Like, they hardly even reached the walls. They just got absolutely destroyed. 
pathetically. And then they were raised from the dead as undead beast claw and killed all the cities of Sigmar guys. It's like, oh, thanks. Nice. So <laughs> got absolutely owned by cities of Sigmar to a man, like fully destroyed, and then raised to job for undead and beat cities of Sigmar in the lore only because they like ran out of ammunition and died to the second wave. Mm-hmm. Nice. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> There are no consequences for that, though. Hagnar should have many fewer witch elves now. I mean, in the lore, theoretically, they could, there could be, right? Because it was a Hagnar temple, and, and, like, IDK just cut swaths through them. But they got there, and then, like, Marathi's just like, I will kill you, your king of kings of the sea, Volturnos. Or, you know, here, take this bauble. I have no use for it anymore. And that was that was kind of anti... He's lived a 5,000-year Razogulian sort of life. He knows when to when to roll with the punches and he's like, Oh, we'll, we'll call this borrowed. Sure. Yeah. Let's <laughs> eyes on the prize thinking long-term, you know, yeah. diamond handsing this, uh, this Ocarian lantern. So I'm way behind on the lore. What, how is Marathi's, how are daughters of Cain still in order? I'll, I'll let you, oh, I'll I, let you I do this while I get more coffee. Video. I just made a video. Action focus on daughters of Cain, where I talk about the lore for a, the first like third of the whole thing. It's like probably the longest lore section aside from the ogres one where I wrote a story. Um, the debt, like uh, Dars of Cain are in order and in cities of Sigmar outposts specifically because of necessary evil. Like very purposefully, she has gotten herself in this place where they don't like her methods. They don't like the, the violence of this cult. Like, it's a cult. They don't like her constant scheming and all this stuff, but um, ain't nobody kill demons that are just barely past where your torches reach outside of the cities, you know? Like, nobody keeps the demons at bay like Daughters of Cain, and so they just have to kind of grudgingly accept this situation. They, they made themselves necessary, in other words. They took... Uh, that old quote from Bill Gates, I think, which may or may not be a misattribution, but uh, he's like, this is you know how you sell operating systems. You make yourself necessary. Okay, got it. Got it. And order is not synonymous with good. All right. It right. means everyone who is trying to kill order would actually end up being worse. And so it's a lesser of two evils. Like either everyone's dead and has no free will and is just a slave to Nagash or the, the warp, like the plane of chaos is actually like truly in the mortal realms. Like that's the goal is it's just part of the realm of chaos. Now, probably not great, you know, for mortal people. And then destruction is not taking this seriously at all. And just driving around the mortal realms laughing with their tongues lagging out, just fighting anybody, and they don't give a shit. And then the the ogres are just a kind of like a living force of nature. Like they're a they're a typhoon that just hits people randomly because they they only live to consume. So, you know, they're not really fighting against destruction as much. It's just that destruction is taking advantage of a horrible situation where it's clear which side you should be on and they don't give a shit and they're just gooning on people. 
Matter of fact, in the in the Ma Tribes book, the Gutbuster half, they they were flourishing in the in the um, Age of Chaos. Like they liked it better back then because there were more like there were more cultists and chaos stuff all over the place for them to eat, and their their society has actually suffered in the time of peace. Like it's harder to find it's harder to find food when there weren't millions of chaos cultists wandering around to just crunch. Because when, um, in the age of chaos, when it was just chaos everywhere, it was kind of like survival of the fittest. And that is like the definition of the place that ogres want to be. Like, oh, survival of the fittest, is it? Perfect. That is exactly what we want the world to be because that's exactly what the Beast Claw do. That's exactly what Gauntbusters do. It's, it's their ideal situation. So, you know, from a 30,000-foot view, it seems a little awkward that a blood-sacrifice murder cult who worships literally the god of murder, strange fit in Grand Alliance chaos, right, just from theme, but um, hey, what they're fighting against is worse, and turns out they're a necessary evil, and uh, it's an elven god of murder, which means it's our murder cult. <laughs> <laughs> It's like how, you know, what's the difference between a freedom fighter and a terrorist, which side you're on? You know, the Daughters of Cain, these are our guys. Yeah, and they only mostly murder the bad guys. Good good point, B. Timmy. And IDK are actually phenomenally evil as well from a like objective standpoint. Like soul vampire pirates who erase people's minds. Not like, not exactly paladins, right? And even the paladins of the setting. There was a story in Stormcast about how there was, I can't remember who it was, might have been the Hollowed Knights. They it's did the, the scout um, like from WoW. They did the the single point in the arc of Prince Arthas when he succumbs to being evil for the rest of his life. That's when like, he raises the village. He raises the yeah. When he when he raises when he scours Strathholm of all the living people who've been infected and burns them to the ground, like the inciting, not the inciting. The the plot point where he loses the last shred of his humanity is a a riveting tale of the Hallowed Knights and how heroic they are in I, the in the battle tub. I uh, <laughs> I reject this writing, and that writer should feel ashamed because whilst moral. Uh, not ambiguity, um, not a transition. I understand moral objectivism and, and, and like, you know, the sort of moving goalposts of morality when you're trying to tell a story like this. I fucking hate that it's the laziest fucking, look at how the good guys can be secretly evil. Like, it's the, it's the fucking Pan's Labyrinth slit the guy's throat to, like, show you he's a bad guy. It's the most ham-fisted, garbage, like, overt plot device I've ever seen, and I hate it so much. Yeah, it's, it's a way of showing, like, it, how do we show how brutal a setting is by showing that the good guys have to be bad guys, otherwise they would just die. No, my, um... I think that's that's their way of showing the grim dark darkness, but... <laughs> Get it out of my game about hope. Fuck off. The... <laughs> 
pre-k grim darkness i feel like that fits a little better in there age of sigmar is much more about hope or it has become more about literally hope. literally about hope the whole thing is their god throws down a lightning bolt into chaos and they fight their way back out of the darkness like it gets more nuanced than that but like you know, like what? It, like what does it take to be a hero? When you die, you lose a part of yourself, or when you being a hero takes a part of you every time. Like that. That story is really great. Like you know, the people out there who try really hard to be good people in reality are usually just taking people are just taking little chips out of them over and over and over again. Like that's what it means to be a good person in our reality is that you you walk through it always a little bit more vulnerable than the shit heels out there because you have to be vulnerable to save people to care about people and yeah like if, if you erect the the emotion shield you know you you can't help as well right mm -hmm. and so to help the most you have to lower the emotion shield yeah which yeah. just means you're being you're becoming damaged the whole time yeah but that i mean that also fits really because it's not really like they call it the Age of Hope and Age of Sigmar is about hope. I don't think it is. Um, I think the real premise is victory through sacrifice. Sure. I think that's that's truly the the like um, elevator pitch premise of Age of Sigmar and especially Stormcast and cities and stuff like that. Well, I mean, I, yeah, I, I mean, mean about what you're sacrificing. You're literally sacrificing your humanity. Like figuratively, that metaphor works very well. Mm-hmm. But here, the Stormcast are actually doing so because of, like, game mechanic, right? Like, they're getting reforged and losing their humanity. Mm -hmm. Very slowly. Um, they just they took the concept of you lose your humanity in war, which is true, mm -hmm. right? And they're like, well, what if we mystify that? And they're getting reforged and, and their um, their humanity is actually getting taken out or lost. Mm -hmm. Like, that's neat. It's mm -hmm. a... It's a neat take on it. Yeah, no, I, I agree, and I, I utterly reject the. Could be cool if they were written well. Yeah, like I said, I utterly reject the uh, the they raise a village to the ground to kill a couple chaos. I think that's it's dumb. Uh, it didn't happen in my canon in my head. Get that get that crap out of here. <laughs> the hammers of Sigmar would not stoop to such means. Hallowed knights are. Well, they were that first wave. It's any, the first wave. I know any lorelets in chat. Like, um, it might not be the Hollowed Knights. It might be some other uh, sub-faction of them. I can't keep them straight. I'm sorry. It's that but... the oldest first wave the George of the like the George Washingtons and Joan of, Joan of Arcs. It's that first wave that That's had the to be. Of the the, yeah. It, yeah, it's those the, ones, right? Like they... those are the good guys. No, those are those are not oh. the raising the cities ones. The oldest ones are the most are the most heroic and untainted. Oh, they're, I. Th they're like. The oldest ones of those are have the least humanity, but not like evil. Like they can't, they can hardly remember their names and stuff, and they're like fighting automatons. The Hollowed Knights are famous for being dickheads, basically. <laughs> it might have been Anvils of the Heldenhammer. I keep saying Hollowed Knights, but I'm, I need to look it up. Was it Anvils of the Heldenhammer that are famous for being dickheads? Yeah, one of them are, are famous for being dickheads. They're the ones in in Anvil Guard. Those ones are the ones that are famous for being dickheads because they oh, okay. they were the lightning bolt basically thrown down into the thick of the most brutal chaos contamination that had to just like they were like they were like Marv from like they were made of Marvs from Sin City and like and like Hector and like you know and and like all the like heroes the comedian like all the kind of douchey heroes that need yeah, to be the, extremists the the quote-unquote anti-hero that does bad things to bad people and you right. as an audience 
Yeah, they were they were those like, ones. By their actions somehow, so you give them enemies so despicable that it feels okay. Yeah, they were those ones. And IDK2 even, it's like, they kind of try to mostly kill the bad guys and steal mostly the bad guys' souls. What they're doing is still bad, you know, because we're talking about moral relativity, right? Like... What they're doing is still bad in a if you have a if you look at morality as a fixed point good bad because stealing souls is probably just bad but they're doing it to you know so they tend to like order is not good guys this is say this over and over and over and over again but like they are the tend to be the gooder ones because like I don't know like you could be like death is actually more orderly and Nagash like if Nagash wins chaos can't win and then you have to step back one second and be like. Yeah, by killing all humans and stripping all free will from the world. And, like, genocide usually very evil. You know, like, so, like, that's that's just like a, you know, I like to, put, like, ham it up and be, like, Age of Sigmar bad guy. But really, like, some of the moral relevance takes in Age of Sigmar, it's like, get out of here. Like, this is, you know, like, go read All-Star Superman. I'll wait. And then come back and be like, see, this is like a story about like what it means to be good and self-sacrifice. Those are my Stormcasts. They're all-star Superman. Not not uh, people early on thinking that they were just uh, space marines and writing them like space marines. Like, get out of here. I don't want, I don't want your it's stupid like, space marine like stories in quote. my game. I can't remember who it was. It's a famous quote from Science Man. I can't remember which one. Um, he said, we have a 100% surefire cure for cancer, and we have for a long time. Um, if you if you burn the cancer with fire, you will cure, you will destroy that cancer. We could just light people on fire, and their cancer would be gone. Um, they would die, and so that's a bad solution to the problem. Mm -hmm. But we do have, we have a great solution to cancer. It's just that you actually have to care about other stuff than just that one thing. Right. We have to come up with a good solution to it. And I believe it was Knights Excelsior, now that I've looked it up a little bit. I believe it was Knights Excelsior that were the that were that subfaction. It's the greater good paradox. Yeah, or the trolley. Uh, Sam, speaking of speaking of the trolley problem, Sam, the philosophy the go. philosophy graduate. <laughs> like, uh uh Talk about some, uh, get some philosophy here in in uh, in in our War, Warhammer chat. <laughs> like some some uh, utilitarian versus deontological ethics and that kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The the ogre trolley problem. You know, there's a, there's a one runaway trolley and it's going to hit one person. You can you can pull a lever and hit five people or you could charge the train, derail it, and then eat all six people. <laughs> um, I like uh, uh, Doctor Darkmatch. We we could be friends uh, here, Doctor uh, Darkmatch. Nagash is Ultron. Yes, yes, it's great. Like people hate like crap on the Age of Ultron movie more than the other. Like everyone forgets that 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 movie is even in the MCU. I like it for one reason and one reason alone. Ultron spends one day on the internet and decides the only logical solution to humanity is to destroy them. And I'm like, yep. Yeah, there's, there's no real counter-argument. You just have to stop him, that's all. Yeah. Yep. yep. Like, it's just, there's, like, one day on the internet decides humanity's not worth it. Like, amazing. Yeah. I love, like, that was... Yeah, it's, like that, it's like that comic where the guy's in the courtroom 
And he's like, uh, Your Honor, my defendant could not have murdered, you know, Dr. So-and-so in cold blood. You see here, I have a printout of his internet history from that very night. <laughs> if we could just read it to the court and the defendant like leans towards the mic. Oh, I'll just, uh, it's a, I'll just plead guilty. <laughs> I'll take the murder charge. I'll take the murder charge. <laughs> As far as slash B and yeah, Ultron, like, no. <laughs> Ultra, yeah, Ultron made it to B Chan. Like, ugh. yeah, he went to slash B. He went to slash Paul, and he's like, it doesn't matter what else is on the internet. These <laughs> this must be cleansed. It's okay if we're in an empty universe that has no sense of self or ability to judge. It's okay. <laughs> That's that is superior to this existence. Oh man. Oh man, that's funny. That's good stuff. Okay, wow, uh, Soul Blight. <laughs> yeah, massive tangent later. <laughs> oh man, that's so good. Um, the chat will eventually learn that we we serpentine through the. Uh, yeah, this is through the topics when when Halo was on the Randcast. Yeah, serpentine. <laughs> Meander. It's a scenic route. Right. Right. Anyway, we got skeletons that have armor. This seems a little more graveyardy, at least from the armor, not weapons, right? They said skeleton warriors. So yeah. that's and that was my next my next lead in was, but they said skeleton warrior, not graveguard. Mm -hmm. And we have zombies that aren't embarrassing to, to run. So what happens to graveguard? Our grave long long question short. Our grave lord, or our grave guard, the new chaos chosen of ST of STD. I mean, that's chaos chosen being supposedly offensive, tiny, awful, ancient sculpts that aren't any good at all, and nobody plays. I think we get new grave guard too. I, they might not be called grave guard; they might be called blood guard or or oofen, you know watch or whatever like, charge yeah so not maybe like conceivably you have zombies are the anvil and skeleton warriors are the hammer if you're for boiling it down like, could conceivably be. that could be the case could be like they could actually be like maybe they're you i i think we might the thing is is like getting grave guard these sculpts are awesome like the, this is like the, the the rattled up armor the you know the po striking poses. My favorite is by far a spear, like the spear dude. Uh, so oh, the spear dude who's taking like, who's just about to take a step, and he's got that. Oh, look at this! Wow, he's he's got that arrogant tilt to his head. Like, yeah, I'm looking at the exact one you are. Oh, like what did I say about Osiarg Bone Reapers? The thing I loved about Osiarg Bone Reapers is it gave skeletons personality, and like they're just oh that that first Underworld Warband with the skeletons. Yeah. Ten. Of ten Kino. Yeah, and we're we're getting that with these skeleton scarps. Like I don't get me wrong, I love my army of darkness kind of like quaint, you know, novelty skeletons. Like I love them too. And I'm going to just mix them in with yeah, uh, back to the Argonauts, right? The the yeah. skeletons on films like that. Right, yeah, right, exactly. So I love that too. But like throwing like mixing some of those in with like these more the personality of these skeletons and like just having that like that like that sense of decay like the 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 veteran skeletons actually have like the least armor and they've been beaten up and resurrected the most and you know like that really 
tells a story. They're so awesome. Um, also, go back one, go left one turn on that page, and you'll see. Uh, oh, I meant I meant go right. The flag bearer. Okay. We'll see the second best skeleton, the flag bearer who's doing the electric slide. He's having a little fun with it. Yeah. <laughs> he's, like, like he's on the walk. He's he's on the he's on the uh, on the catwalk. Even like strike the pose, like snap the photo. Yeah. Yeah, skeletons. Hopefully they just make them skeletons with hand weapons. You know, like they don't even distinguish between like spears and blah. Like they can just be one inch, 25 mil. Skeletons attack with an assortment of rusty blades and weapons. Yeah, exactly. Way. Yep. Skeletons attack with weapons. Like, don't care. Um, I, I I don't think they need that granularity. And I think it encourages, especially undead players, to just really, really model what they want. Um, so... Um, I'm, I'm expecting the diggers call here. This is my on-call week. We're finishing it up today, everybody. Eight a.m. tomorrow. What I will we not. Have? Um, we could also talk about bats, but honestly, who gives a shit about bats? Bats are dumb. Several undead Models, players. They're going to be amazing on the table. People are going to use them as aether wings. They're going to be way more powerful tactically than they have ever any right to be at all. I'm pre. I am pre-mad about this, by the way. <laughs> You're pre-mad about <laughs> dire bats. <laughs> like they're going to be aether wings for undead. Um, gonna, are they going to redo direwolves? Do we know? Do we know if? Yeah, I, I think we, so. We scroll down to the cover of the book. Yeah, yeah. Direwolves awesome. at heel. Yep. And um, I was telling Matt last night the um, if we get new proper direwolf sculpts. 100,000 Fenrisian wolves in people's undead armies the world over are suddenly beginning to sweat and look back and <laughs> forth. Is, is our time almost over? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, um, I think we're getting them. Like, it's on the cover. I'll get to the cover in a second because I can talk about an hour for, on the cover alone. Um, so... Uh, zombies, the one last point I want to make about the skeletons, or two last points. One, uh, the side-by-side -side comparisons of skeletons are much taller than the old skeletons. So these new skeletons are taller. Uh, they might be 28 as opposed to 25, right? Um, maybe, could be, cool. Um, more tech do a lot with a 25 mil, though, so I don't think they need to be. Um, so that said, um, the other the thing... skeletons are on edge-to-edge, -edge, if you look at their footing. Mm -hmm. Um Electric slide guy is edge to edge. Flanged mace guy is edge to edge, kind of over. Uh, I gotta say, 25. Yeah. 25, no question. Yeah, like I said, more tech guard do a lot with a 25 mil base. Uh, these guys are gonna be on 25 mils. Um, I'd be curious to see the size comparison between these and more tech guard because I will be disappointed as hell if my more tech guard are smaller. Um, uh, I love skeletons of all flavor, but the ones made out of like custom made in a factory to be huge terminator bone dudes like should be bigger than the like ones just resurrected on the field of battle even, even if the new ones are maybe a, a little taller they're not as thick right don't be as more thick. Thick guard will be known as like more thick guard 100 mm percent -hmm. um and then the last thing would be i think i want new grave guard because grave guard are sweet which does two things to my brain if this is the if this is the generic skeleton where the fuck do you go with Graveguard? You know, how extreme are Graveguard? Are those my fives on 32s now? Of, like, 
you know, like super chads? Is it tens, like, with just, like, do skeletons have a good blend of offense and defense? And Graveguard are, like, all offense all the time with, like, maybe some light defense and, and uh, you pay a little bit of a premium for their offense? Like, I, I don't know. Like, do Graveguard even exist because we've got these guys? No? And, I mean, they're already pretty stellar. So, yeah, Graveguard with great swords. Where are my... Exactly. So I want to see that. That's that's it. So the zombies... There's zombies. Um, Imagine, like, um, go ahead. a new Graveguard model with the movement and two-hander size of, like, Bladegeist Revenants. Yeah. Like yeah. That would, that would be super sick. I guess I don't know how all-in on the skeletal theme they're going for it. It's possible that, you know, zombies are the worst, but you get a million of them, so they're a tar pit, and then skeletons are the, you know, kind of decent at everything, good in a horde, um, you know, reasonably offensive, a little more expensive per model than a... You get them in tens instead of 20s as zombies. And then if you want to go up higher, then you're starting into like vampire territory or night haunt territory. Graveguard replaced the vampire yeah. Fortnites. Well, and so there's the other thing is maybe we don't see Graveguard at all. We get a vampire foot hero for that elite, better Killy unit. We get the we the already see. That'd be sick. I want vampire like a vampire foot unit of like either vampire thralls or like those feral vampires. That we, we saw in Curse City. We see them on the cover in the book. So maybe we're getting a unit of like feral vampire foot hero type thing. Or foot foot unit type stuff. Like, you know, it's... So aesthetically, vampires need to be above the, the peasants, the chaff. They have to be above them physically. Mm -hmm. This is like a, an important role. Um, they have to be mounted. They have to be on horseback or something. They, they have to be above the commoners, right? Because they are. Like, these are lords you know and so foot ones maybe stylistically don't work so well because you want them to rise above the masses that's why they're flying they have like levitate like they're floating they're floating above everyone else look so they can sneer down mm -hmm. and so I, I still think you can do vampire foot heroes they just they just can fly that's all no oh, fly on on huge gotrick you know style like basis where it's like mist and vermin carrying them forward or anything but they're just like it's it's a bunch of bats that half of their body is uh, a vampire or something, or mm -hmm. they have wings, or or they're just straight levitating like a like some uh, dark elf Chad or something. Yeah, yeah. I want I want some some vampire foot troop. Could be like a heavy like high goth heavy armored knight. Um, they showed the non in the video. They show the just quote unquote vampire lord again, which is the the bat haired one. They show that again. That thing has a, a like a, a size to it that. Uh, doesn't come across in the the previous shots we've seen of it when they're when they're cycling through them. So, oh, really that guy. um, it's in the video. You got to watch it, but that might be like a thirty-two or a forty mil. Like I'm thinking, it's a 40, 40 mil or even a fifty mil base because of the thing it's standing on. It's kind of like looming, which would be cool. Um, so those are your Vampire Lords. Give my Vampire Lords redeploy tricks. I really want them to get, like, a mist form where, like, they turn into a swarm of bats and they can redeploy on the table to always be in a position to, like, deliver awesome buffs or in a pinch become an assassin with a good ability as in it teleports into the position to murk you. That'd be so awesome. Like, it, they ba vampires should be able to nothing personnel kid you, is all I'm saying. Um... <laughs>
Yeah, that's, I mean, that's classically what they do, right? They turn into mist to creep in from the from the, under the door frame. They turn into bats or rat swarms or wolves or something like they're they're big on the old ambush tactics for sure. <laughs> um, I don't know how super classic they're going with these vampires. I don't know how AOSified their lore is actually going to be. I suppose we'll see. Right. Um, zombies, uh, cool. Like they they range from silly to gruesome. Uh, they're pretty gnarly. I do like that they've infused them with their warhammer with a warhammer lore. The it's these roots. The the plant of Shyish has become evil and semi sentient, and those are what are animating the zombies. Excuse me. Oh, this is like one of those we're not calling them zombies. It's actually plants, kind of thing, or it's actually a fungus. I thought it was um. You know, they come up from the ground, right? And people plant a tree on top of a grave so that they don't come up as a zombie, but they still do that kind of thing. Yeah. So zombies getting AOS lore. Um, you know, if I field like 60 blocks of zombies, I don't think I'm playing 60 blocks of zombies. I'm sorry. I, put, I, put, I paid my dues with 100, with 100 plus unit, uh, 100 plus model armies i'm i'm done with that but somewhere well, out maybe there just, maybe just one i mean maybe just one more time you get a nice massive regiment bonus they come in units of 20 so you buy you know yeah three boxes three boxes the rest is all blood knights anyway and now like now you're now you're playing age of sigmar proper zombies 25 blood knights uh hero on dragon army done yeah army done oh Rat Prince, I'm like you can't stop me from taking the Rat Prince model. Can't. Oh yeah, he's he's awesome. <laughs> like you can't stop me. Um, uh, so yeah, zombies. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, uh, hey, well, you already had a take on the dire bats. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't like bats. I love bats. I think they're dumb as a unit. Oh. Bats are fine. Bats are fine mammals. Kind of cute. Some of them eat. Strawberries. They nom I like strawberries. Yeah, they nom right? strawberries. They're, they're, so, like if you watch I mean, a fruit bat eating, like the way they nom is really adorable. Like yeah, they you know they eat strawberries. I like strawberries. They're a mammal. I'm a mammal. <laughs> Sometimes they're kind of cute. Like fair enough, but like as a unit, I just know they're going to be like tactically OP, even though they shouldn't be. And I'm pretty annoyed at that. <laughs> um, for the uh, VC like, players, should, should I run like? awesome looking you know armored troops and stuff for my army and make it look like no actually you should just run fucking birds because they have this anti-charge thing and it's just eh, you could play 20 guys uh you know that look like what your army is supposed to or just you know some birds <laughs> alien some fucking birds to your cities of sigmar army because aether wings have rules that are just good against charges oh, cool yeah <laughs> birds <laughs> Uh, hey, fears things that fly, hates bats and birds. Uh, bats are fine, but like as a unit, I don't like them. So that's that's an important distinction. I don't mind bats. They eat stuff I hate, which is insects. They like strawberries. We've established that. I like strawberries. Um, both mammals. They're fine as a creature, but like as a unit, I don't like them. And I don't like what they could be. Birds actually can fuck off. I don't like birds at all. <laughs> Within or without. Like, you're so annoying sounding. Uh, your only trick is flying. And 
and here's the problem you're delicious birds uh <laughs> it's, it's not good to be a bird around around ogres <laughs> uh hitchcock was warning us about aos yeah, it, was, it was hitchcock's worst movie <laughs> <laughs> takes i'll take chain gun over here <laughs> uh some Norwegian dude says bats the new eels would be the worst timeline. <laughs> like, yes, it would. Yes, like, it would. Well, like, I mean, it would be the same. I've heard this story already. It'd be a rerun. <laughs> Here's an army with only amazing sculpts, except for one, which looks terrible. It's the only thing you play because it's so good. Fuck off. Um, anyone seen Graveyard Shift? Yes, I have. I was actually thinking about that. It is Jaws in an abandoned mine. Yeah. I remember that fondly. I'm sure it wasn't very good, but I probably watched it when I was a kid at 2 a.m. on Cinemax or something. Will necromancers be in the new book? I'm fine if they're not, Ham, uh, Ham's fan. Um, I'm trying to remember back to vampire counts. In my first army book, Undead, necromancers were in. And I remember in vampire counts, my vampire counts book, the first one that came out, I, don't, I think that I don't remember what edition that was, fourth ad maybe? Maybe fifth ed when 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 the split happened from army book undead to vampire counts and, and tomb kings, I'm trying to remember my army in vampire counts did not have a necromancer in it because vampires took the role of necromancers in for for like your allegiance ability what your army abilities then you had to keep a vampire within range of your stupid skeletons or they exploded or you had to keep them near your zombies or they couldn't make you know you had to like do that uh, when your vampire died your your troop, you you shed troops across your whole army. You took break tests across your whole army because, like, the will of the vampire wasn't there holding the stuff together. Um, I think that's, I think spiritually, uh, it's okay to have like my necromancers should be vampires in this army. I should have the vampire who's like specialized in like thaumaturgy and blood sorcery. You know, I should have a vampire like that, like. Dracula in Castlevania is a fucking wizard, you know? Uh, I don't need a, a mortal necromancer in my... Let's check it here. Soul Blight Gravelords. It doesn't say, like, humans who made a pact with Nagash Gravelords. It's it's vampires. I want my vampires to be the, the casting power of my army. Like, I really think that would really just be the cherry on top for this army. Keep Death Mages around. I want the entire necromantic undead army elsewhere. I want that like, I want that army of like flesh, like flesh constructs. Some zombies again, um, like you know Frankenstein monsters, but AOSified, controlled by the will of death mages. I want that as an entirely different army. Um, so like. That's, like, I really want that as an entirely different army, and again, I'm fine if they keep Necromancers out of this for, like, a little bit. I don't think they will. I, they they want to sell you models, so there's going to be a Necromancer in this book, and yay. But, in, in my ideal world, Necromancers are kept out of this book because I want a different army that is the Death Mage army. And the Death Mage army is, like, Death Mages that are flesh sculptors and, like, like using necromantic sorcery to, like, pull, you know, twist and, and pull forms together and make just the craziest shit. Um, with an army like that, I was talking to Coach, AOS Coach about this, it just prints money. Because every model in the entire game of Age of Sigmar 
becomes a model for that army. You have like a crazy centerpiece corpse cart thing in there. Oh, like I think that the Stonehorn could be a cool corpse cart if I just like make it all ghouly and green stuff over some fur and like paint it like all putrid and shit. Like you you know that that would be awesome. I want my undead army to be undead stuff. The mortals the death mages get their own book later. Like I want this to be vampire focus. I want my vampires to be my spellcasters. The end of my hot take, I guess. So if Necromancers aren't in the army, is Soulblight not going to replace Alon? I mean, that's a huge question about what's going to happen with Alon. Nobody knows, right? But what's your what's your ideal picture? You know, Soulblight, Grave Lords comes out, um, and then something happens. It doesn't have to be Allegiance of Nagash to Battletome because mm-hmm. that might not even be the best outcome. Like, what happens with Alon and Death? in your ideal scenario or conversely what's the worst outcome <laughs> whichever one's easier to answer um and I'll, I'll i'll give this to both of you so eat the onion please says that's just clan molder question mark and it's awesome you're right so what i want th- my undead if, version if, of if that you step on those a little <laughs> bit i'll interject here because nurgle exists and so does pestilence yeah. it's okay to do just about the same thing yeah. if enough things are changed. Like, Daughters of Cain exists, and Corn still exists for some reason. But, you know, you can just do the same thing just about, but be different enough, and that's okay. Yeah, so I think a Death Mage Clan Mulder thing yeah, with totally. zombies instead? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, anyway. Um, I think, uh, this goes back to my, I'll let Sam a- answer after I do, because you know, my thoughts are coming together here. Um, I think the... um. I go back to my take about make it specific. Um, in an ideal world, this does replace LON a little bit in that we are a super thin GA when you really think about it as death. You know, um, LON is just a GA book with like duct tape. You can even see like the duct tape and like the rivets holding together the semblance of our old stuff, the way Cities of Sigmar does for order, except Cities of Sigmar is just like one book of like 30 in order and you have like it's it's a book of 58 war scrolls that they gave some sort of allegiance ability and like one keyword to Mm -hmm. and then you just look at all 58 of those war scrolls and pick the two and a half good ones and play with those and the rest are just never Mm -hmm. ever worth it yeah and then it's a souped up holding pen yeah and 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 lon is is that holding pen and I don't want that anymore, as we're going into our third edition of Age of Sigmar. I want Age of Sigmar armies, especially for a GA that's pretty thin already. You know, we got our spooky spooky ghosts. Um, with LON dying, Night Hunt gets to be better, is one of the things that, like, I think people need to understand. Like, if... Okay, Nagash just has a rule, like Gotrick. Nagash can go in any of the... In any death battle tome, ever. Like we in 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 Broken Realms Techless, they print a new war, uh, Nagash War Scroll, like they did Marathi and all that. We just get a brand new Nagash War Scroll, and it just says this is the valid one until a new one, newer one is printed. You know, Games Workshop rules, whatever. Y- you can play it in any of the death stuff. He gains the keywords of whatever that death book is. Like cool. Like that's what Na- fine. That's where Nagash should actually sit. He shouldn't like. I under we understand via the narrative plenty well that death is about Nagash trying to like 
scheme and do stuff the same way we understand that Age of Sigmar is about Sigmar trying to fight back all these horrible things. You know, you don't... I think Nagash should be Archeon of death. Yes. Where he, he's this thing that people play in pretty much every different Chaos army if they want. And sometimes he's really good competitively in there, and sometimes he's not the best competitively right. in there. But the point is, when he rolls up, whatever the fuck army it is, he's in charge. Right. Right. And when... yeah, there is a Slaves to Darkness battle tome, but it's a little more complicated than that, you know. Anyway. Yeah, I think Nagash is Archeon. He just has all the keywords. He shows up at any of the, the allegiances. When he when he deems, he sends one of his avatars. Like, this particular battle, um, we do that. I think that's perfect. Maybe the exception of Fek, yeah, that's fine. Like, maybe he doesn't go into Flesh Eater Courts, because it, it's not super sensical that he does. Even though he can cast their endless spells, they specifically make the exception that Nagash can cast them. Um, but of course he should, because he invented death magic. So I don't think that necessarily goes counter to your point, uh, B. Timmy. I just think it's uh, an important caveat to point out that, like, he controls death magic. So, like, maybe, yeah, it makes sense. Like, he can still cast the Flesh Eater Core spells, but, like, he doesn't necessarily go with Flesh Fine. I'm fine with that. Make him Archeon for death and rip the Band-Aid off. LON, I feel really bad because I did an LON show last October. And, like, I had fans of LON specifically wishing that Soul Blight. We were already talking about this. Um... They specifically wished the LON wouldn't go away. Very specifically didn't want LON to go away. And uh, I, I honor their opinion. I respect it. But I think LON does need to go away. Just, you can have the spiritual successor of some of the stuff we liked about LON, which was like Legion of Knights ambush tricks. You can have some of that stuff. And I think if Soulblight Gravelords is a good battle tome, people are going to forget that LON existed as a book. It's just going to be gone. It's just going to be one little blip on a much longer lineage of gameplay. And it it's okay to have something be be important in its time and remember it fondly, but then move on from that. We don't need to, like, change happens, man. Change is inevitable. It's better for the game if L1 goes away. It, it, again, Nighthawk gets to be better. And giving something a specific identity is better for finding your audience as Haywo's poll at the very, very... Well, the second hour, you know, of the show. you Everyone missed the first hour. Uh, at the beginning of it, suggested. By saying this is the vampire book about vampires, with featuring stuff that, like, vampire counts had, that's going to pay homage to, like, some of the old beards that, like, oh, man, I love vampire counts, I love vampire counts, I just want my vampire counts army again. You pay a nod to that. Yeah, you get your skeletons and your zombies back. You, get, you have your blood knights, that's the heart of your army. All that stuff is going to, like... That's all most of the LON players wanted freaking anyway. Like, we really just wanted our Vampire Counts book, but then they had to do this weird GA thing with allegiances and put them in a book. It was just, it was a mess at the time. Two people in the world, it was me and Ian from uh, Just Play, were like, this book is like, yeah, if you, is this is a bad book, but it's a necessary book. And everyone was just like befuddled by our takes at the time. And I'm happy that... Uh, time has proven us correct with it, and the the further we get away from the book, the worse and worse it seems for its time, even. Um, Nighthawk gets to be better, is is a point. Take the Death Mage stuff out of it. You don't need to put everything death in this book. Please don't. Please don't. The game is getting bigger. I have some patience for another death battle tome down the line. Save something for another death battle tome down the line. Save something for two or three more down the line. Boom. <laughs> what you got, Sam? <laughs> All right, you're gonna have to repeat the question. <laughs> Best or worst thing that um, happened as a, as a consequence yeah. of this tome? 
Soulblade Gravelords comes out. It's a battle tome. We're not quite sure what's in it. Seems to be vampires, skeletons, and zombies, right? Um, may or may not be a Legions of Nagash 2 battle tome, right? We may or may not be getting that. Not sure. What's the ideal place for pretty much LON for the most part? And to a lesser degree, like Night Hunt and Soulblade Gravelords, depending on what that is. Like, what's your ideal position for that moving forward? Like, how do they handle it? I uh, guess. Strictly, what's the worst way they could handle it if you can't think of that one? Well, I. I kind of have the thought that maybe they could make, um, like Andrew was saying, like they have like specific channels of things, and I don't know if they're going to make it into this book because Neferat and, and uh, Manfred, Manfred, I don't know if they're going to make it in this book or get new models. I, I mean, I doubt it, but it would be interesting to see if they had more Tarks of each, like a, a more Tark book, like you got um, Archon of, of Night Haunt. You got the more Tark of Aussie Arc Bone Reapers, and they each have their own like special thing instead of just like one messy Legions of Nagash book. Like, I think, I think Legions of Nagash should, should go away too. It, like Andrew was saying, it was good for its time, you could do a lot of things with it, but that was it was very much, you know, a stopgap measure. Yeah, so. I guess the worst thing that could happen is they try to do it again. <laughs> yeah, the the worst thing they do is just literal LON two after yeah. the Blight Grave Lords, and it's the same like stealing Night Haunt units to make them better than in the Night Haunt army, and uh, you know six different leaders are fighting over the same three units that are the only good ones in the book, and. Maybe they rewrite Nagash's War Scroll a year later so he doesn't work with the original rules very well and just like leave it to languish. Yeah, like they get, they actually get like the LON players get what they wish for, except it's like um, Maw Tribes or the second Sylvaneth book. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, there were a lot of complaints with Endless Legions two years ago, <laughs> so we got to make that bad. Now. <laughs> Way past the time where it ever even remotely matters. Yeah. Well, someone complained about Thunder Tusks two and a half years ago, so those have to suck in the new book. Or nobody liked Wildwoods, so instead of solving the problem, we'll just make them awful. Yeah. Mm, man, that uh, Slanesh book was probably a little... So uh, here's the new one. Enjoy. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I like I like Sam's point. The worst thing they could do is just actually this is LON 2.0. Um, yeah. Um, it does yeah, raise not, not this book necessarily, but maybe this book, and then there's just a Legion of the Nagash two that comes out or something. You know, mm -hmm. who knows? But... Yeah, put that push that stuff into its own its own lane a little bit. You can always ga. I, I, like I think I think both of you guys are right on the separation thing. Mm -hmm. It's it's kind of elegant, I suppose, that each of the Mortarks has their own like battle tome book or something like that. Like that feels kind of elegant to me, but. I think it's falling into a little bit of the trap of cycles from Magic the Gathering. I don't know how many MTG players are in chat, but you know what the problem of cycles that Mark Rosewater is kind of obsessed with the problem of cycles, at least a little bit. He's written about it a few times. I mean, you got to mention what cycles are, too. don't care about this stuff, but the, a cycle is like a cycle of cards. So you have a legendary land that does something cool. It taps for a blue for every artifact you control. Players love this card. It's way overpowered, right? 
So then you make a white one. And that one taps for every enchantment you control. Oh, and that's that's cool. You build a specific day, you know, whatever. And then you make a green one, and it taps for every creature. And players like this one, and it's way too powerful and everything. And then you have a black one, and it, you know, and oh, I guess it has to tap for, you know, every creature in your graveyard. And then you make a red one, and I guess it has to tap for every, I don't know, instant and sorcery in your graveyard or something. Those aren't the last two, but the point is that when you have a good idea and then you do a second version of that idea, it's like, well, why don't we just, we got to, you know, we got to continue it. We got to do that for every color, right? And so you have a good idea like Soul Blight Gravelords, where conceivably this is, you can play Manfred, you can play the Vampire Mortarks in this book conceivably. I don't know, but my guess is that you can play Manfred or Neferata in here and they have their own little, you know, rules and, and stuff or whatever like that. But I think splitting it up, how Legions of Nagash did it, where it's like for every Mortark, they got their own little sub faction, you know, allegiance stuff. And then you choose one of the Mortarks and they, those are the leaders of that army. And it's one for each of them. I think that was a, that was falling into the trap of the cycle because you're really just switching out whoever the leaders happen to be and you're just all using the same troops. And they weren't like different enough. Mm-hmm. I think. If it makes sense as a cycle, do it. But I don't think the Mortarks are different enough to warrant that. Manfred and Neferata are close enough to each other as powerful vampire heroes that they can just both go in Soulblight Gravelords. It's fine. And then you choose one of those two or neither for your army. Um, Olinder, official Mortark now, right? And she has her own book, and it's called Nighthaunt. And then who is okay. super metal in the narrative, by the way, every time Olander yeah. shows up in the story, she's just Merkin folk. It's amazing. Um, yeah, I think you split it up into different battle tomes, but you don't quite go full cycle. Like you can have two more Tarks and the soul blight one. Cause they're both vampires. Lady Olinder is officially a Mortark, and her army is just called night hunt. It's called like, you know, she really is the Legion of grief now, you know, and Archon, maybe that's OBR. Maybe that's your, you know, human necromancer, new, you know, new battle tome, new direction, way to go. Mm-hmm. And and then you have Nagash himself, and he's like Archaon, and he can go wherever he wants. And whatever whatever army he's in, he just knows all their spell lores. Mm-hmm. It's just on his war scroll. Like, if you include Nagash in an army, he counts as your general in addition to whatever other general you have, double Jennies. Yeah, good Marathi design there, good design space. Double Jennies. Yep. And he knows all of your spell lords. Like, he just knows all your spells, because he would. And then there you go. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that, that's that's what I think. I want Olinder as Nighthaunt, and Soulblight as Manfred and um, Neferata, and do something with Archon, maybe double down on him just being in charge of OBR, like this is his life's work, his dream, you know, he, he belongs in there, or make him do something When else. the Death Mages come out, he, he ends forever. up with those, uh, Archon ends back up with it, so the Death Mage book that comes out down the line. Um, that's where he That's where he goes. Yeah, because yeah. there's going to be a second wave of OBR. Like, I just, yeah. it's, it, oh, I sure, feel yeah. it in my bones. Second wave of OBR, they come out with OBR 2, <laughs> and we talk about how this is, you know, Archon's greatest triumph or whatever. Yeah, like he can take some. He's the only. Like... You can just put in any place, and there isn't the Legions of Nagash book. Um, the only thing all of these armies, except 
night haunt share are they have zombies and they have skeletons and they don't share any other units yeah like um yeah you get to share the those core troops across them all they don't share any other thing yeah he, no not, I, no it, not, ham's fan you're not wrong yeah. he gets death mages and null myriad what if his in his design space He's one of the only Mortarks who can ally in OBR. Like, you know, does that not I say mean, the no, first he's among... Like the keyword. Yeah. He's like he's like a Stormkeep, right? Like, well, actually better than a Stormkeep because it's, you can have him be a general. But the point is, um, yeah, like OBR2, uh, it could just... Could be OBR2 with Archon as a, as a bigger component, or it could be OBR2 happens, and that's sweet. And then Archon is the Omega Lich, you know, death death caster faction with like mummies and and shit in there, you know, like mummy wizards and stuff. And he can, you know, uh, up to one in four units in your, you know, Archon uh, Arc Mortesian army can be an OBR, and they gain all the keywords and. Um, when you have them use an RDP ability, maybe you use a command point, and it's a bad return, it's a bad rate of return, but you can actually do it, so eh, maybe it's okay. Something like that. Well, it is It is a quality of the Ossiarch Bone Reaper book that, that switches how RDP works. You can still use command points to do Ossiarch oh, Bone yeah. Reaper things, yeah, theoretically. Right. So because there's, It's only because of the allegiance ability that you can't use command abilities. Yeah, you're right. Um, and they read like command abilities, and it's oh, the thing that says, "Yeah, you can't spend command points. You're still using command abilities. You gotta, you gotta keep in mind. No, I like Wave Two OBR comes out some point down the line, and they refine Archon's role. And theoretically, Death Mage dot book Legions of Sacrament, except now it's called like Sacrament Death Mage book, whatever. I don't know what they call it. That comes out. That's where we see our mortal death stuff. Um, you know, with our flesh-crafted stuff, and Archon is the Mortark of that, and he gets a one in four re like thing with uh, with OBR Null Myriad specifically. Like he can one in four units can be a Null Myriad thing, and they play with this in some way that we can write allegiance abilities to make it work. That's fine. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's a ton of different mechanical ways you could smooth it over. You can smooth it over. You got a spell you cast, and when you cast it, you get a D6 RDP. Or if there are any Mortark in your army, then you get one RDP. You get a less RDP than an OBR army, but you get some, and you can spend it. Or yeah, you know, yeah. Whatever. There's a ton of ways that you could like make it actually work. It wouldn't work if you didn't write rules for it. But you know, this would be in a new tome, so you probably would. Yeah, it, you can make it work. Um, and would that not say first among Mortarks as Archon is like he has essentially two armies? You know, he has because he was rewarded the Null Myriad for his fealty, essentially. Right. Like. But, like, he still theoretically has this Legion of Sacrament, this this whole Legion of an army unto itself. My question is, okay, so Manfred and Neferata probably fit in soul-like Gravelords. They're, they're vampires, okay? Get new War Scrolls so that they feel a little bit different, right? Um, maybe Manfred's kind of like a... Uh, uh, Manfred's kind of like a, uh, a Soul Scryer in that he can, like, deep strike units with him. Like, you can just pull some units with him to to deep strike. That'd be really cool. Um <laughs> He, he enacts when if you would deploy Manfred instead he enacts a cunning scheme mm -hmm. put him scheme. underneath the ground in the grave realm and then on the first turn every turn you roll a d6 on a two to six 
You can deep strike them anywhere on the table. On a one, he destroys the entire world. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, uh, my question is, do we see a new Mortark with Soul Blight Gravelords? I hope not. There's plenty of... There's so many Mortarks, we're struggling to find a place for them all. Right. Right. I mean, I'll take a brand new uh, zombie dragon sculpt that looks like it's on the cover there. That looks nothing like the Velazida. <laughs> like, I'll take that. You know, perhaps that's the prince. Tyrant Maybe Mania. that's the red prince. Ooh. Maybe it's that. What's that type of dragon that um, people who played people that are 100 years old and played actual Warhammer Fantasy we're talking about. Um, it's a type of, of zombie dragon. Somebody said it in chat. I'm just going to scroll up here. Um, flesh. It's like a hyper dragon or something. It's got some name. Yeah. Give him death mages and null myriad. Yep. Get it, bones. You're welcome, Tyrant Mania. Thank you. Um, Legion of Sacrament hopefully doesn't get trash canned if Arkham goes to OBR. Um, uh, we already kind of addressed that. Um... Not talking about trash canning anything. We're abyssal about... terror. Is it an abyssal terror? Recycling. Yeah, abyssal terror. That's what I'm talking. Yeah, maybe it's vampire lord on abyssal terror, and then red prince gets a new war scroll and a new sculpt or something like that. Mm -hmm. But normally GW art stays incredibly faithful to the model, and that dragon on the cover looks nothing like the spindly Velazida or Terrorgeist that has bat-like features. That looks like a proper. Like thick, look at those quads. That looks like a proper like D and D dragon who did not skip leg day or apparently neck day. <laughs> like this dragon's doing shrugs with, <laughs> with four hundred pound bars on his shoulder. It's got the like the the thing on its forehead and just screaming and lifting its neck up. Like, why do you need to work out your neck? Apparently, this dragon knows for swallow hole mechanics. Um, like, yeah, uh... suck. Got him. <laughs> Um, a Dread Abyssal or a Blood Dragon. Like, whatever. Call it something. It is a new dragon. It is not a zombie dragon. It is it is a swole dragon. Like, I don't care what you call it. Like, Wyvern, whatever. I want... I want to uh, just have the guy who made Catacros and, uh, and, and uh, Glutos just get on this shit. Yeah, apparently that dude's good at making big... Uh... Yeah, he's making he's good at making big centerpieces. Keep him on that. Yeah, keep him making big centerpieces. Apparently, he's really well, good at making what? dioramas, so maybe that's not right. playing to his strengths with a dragon. But uh, you know what? I'd, I'd be willing to see what he's got in the concept drawer. You know? Yeah, yeah. I know dragon model is a territory that is well traveled, right? Yeah, forever. Um, but I have confidence that their sculptors uh, can rise to the task for sure. It was something that somebody asked me on a stream. I don't know if I was a guest on someone's stream or not, but they're like, what do you think Age of Sigmar, like, what do you want for, like, a new army? You know, out of that, that question that everybody asks, where it's like, if there was a brand new, totally new, never-be-seen-before uh, army in Age of Sigmar, what would it be? And you as a host or a streamer or something have oh, no Sarah way to answer that Sorry. In, a, in a good way. You know? <laughs> like, oh, shit, shall I just invent some brand new... Thing to put in Games Workshop's IP, like it's kind of a, yeah. it's kind of a lose lose like question to answer. But my answer was Age of Sigmar needs more dragons. I agree. I don't care about anything, any specifics. Like who gets it? Whatever. This game needs more dragons. It's got like drakes and wyverns and 
um, complete spheres of cabbage and spindly, goofy uh, zombie terror guy stuff that I'm personally not a big fan of, but I know a lot of people are. I want I want real dragons and a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, more Some level dragons. Yeah. yeah, except maybe cooler looking and cheaper. Yeah. Yeah, I, I need I need more dragons. Uh, I want my blood dragon, her, like I do it. Just give me what I want. Red man is very correct. We do need more cannons. I agree. Mm -hmm. um, but then again, if I was in charge of Age of Sigmar, things would change around here. You know, Greywater Fastness would have dragons with cannons. <laughs> okay, well, to get um, hired. Yeah. Uh, some Norwegian dude asked, uh, "Did I read the new Manfred story?" I did not. I'll check it out. I I don't. I don't like Manfred, but everyone's like, you should read this Manfred story. You are, you have finally tipped the scales. Like on the the abacus, I have now balanced out to read as opposed to not read. I've now had enough recommendations from people to overcome my own trepidation and dislike of Manfred stories. Um, <laughs> hire that man. Like he just goes into like the board meeting with like just a like a dossier. Sign up. Uh... <laughs> Dragons with cannons. Brilliant. I. What about an actual, speaking of an allegiance, new allegiance, what about an allegiance that is dragons? Like actual, like we've gotten close to that sun before with, uh, I don't with want flesh it. eater courts. I know okay. this is controversial, but I don't care how many votes I lose. Apparently I'm uh, campaigning now, but <laughs> I don't want it. I don't want a dragon faction because a dragon faction, the like, doesn't necessitate but the go-to like easy idea for that is well you have a big dragon and that's the leader and then you have the slightly smaller leaders that aren't quite dragons they're like half and half between a dragon and something and then you have like um quadruped dragons that are a little smaller than those and then you have like dragon foot troops that are mostly just people with draconic features and then you have cobalts right you have like all of the different species of dragon and only the dragon is cool. Everything else is like, kind of the, kind of the low effort. Like, like it just gets worse and worse. Stuff. Like you're just looking yeah. at, at like. And you know the best army isn't going to have the dragon in it. It's going to be spamming the kobolds. You know it. I know it. <laughs> you got to think about the end result, right? You got to, yeah. You got to go big picture and and small picture. You have to keep both in mind. <laughs> I like it. I like it. No, you're you're not wrong. It's it like a dragon supported by a bunch of <laughs> yeah, a dragon supported by a bunch of freaking blood knights or vampires. Way cooler than like how how much can we dilute how sweet a dragon is? Just like how about yeah, you mean, don't? How about you don't? A delicious Sunday and then put a big dragon cherry on top. Don't don't make every single part of it be cherry. You know, you're gonna OC. You're gonna over cherry. <laughs> um, how yeah. many? How how old will I get until I stop using that? I'm gonna get you suckers. <laughs> fucking reference from 1995. <laughs> I don't know. Someone in chat. There's 21 people watching. Please tell me someone is old enough to have seen that movie. <laughs> I've talked with you enough to use the same uh, like euphemism. At this point, I don't even think I've seen the movie. Oh man! Um, so cover. This is my favorite cover. I led the. I led this. I, I led the. Uh, the rant with it. I love this cover. 
Um, I love this Dragon Lord, or sorry, Vampire Lord, who is just known as Vampire Lord right now, by the way. It's just a Vampire Lord. This is just the stock standard. Yeah. Um, oh, it was, uh, it was 1988. It was, not, it was not in the 90s. Old confirmed. Um, like, I love this model. When, when I saw it, I was in love even with the potato cam photo. Um, we've got the, like, the dragon here. This is clearly of, it's the, you even see the cross lance that our current Vlazda has, um, like here, like, so we're, we're getting a super sweet, huge dragon centerpiece. Can't wait. Direwolf there. I think we're getting new direwolf sculpts. Maybe not. Maybe it's the old direwolf sculpt because this looks very similar to the old direwolf. Uh, I can practically see the seam where its jaws come together on it. Um, so this looks like, because I own some of these still on rectangle basis, I haven't even pulled them off them yet. Um, so this looks, looks like those. You got your skeleton hordes, you got some zomblors, uh, you can see a, a dragon knight back here. Sorry, a, a blood dragon. Sorry, blood knight. Old, old vampire counts. When they first split them up, they were blood dragons. The blood knights didn't come until 7th ed. So... Uh, the new book is so pretty. I love it. I'm going to buy the, uh, I'll buy this. I'll buy this for a dollar. Um, yeah, uh, I don't know. I feel like I've had other stuff to talk about with Soulblight specifically. I'm just, again, I might actually be James Workshop. I get to be Ben Kingsley at the end of Lucky Number 11, or not in the middle of Lucky Number 11. I live on both sides of the fence and the grass is always green. Like, I'm dual-wielding skeletons in one fist and vampires in the other, and it's it's like a homecoming for me. It's, uh, I started out... Go ahead. I'm a conscientious observer. I'm a, I'm a disinterested party. Not an uninterested party, but a disinterested party. I don't have a horse in this race. I'm just pleased at what's happening. <laughs> Soulblight Gravy Lords. Hmm. Good. <laughs> oh, Lunath is coming out. Hmm. Good. Yeah, yeah, high elves. That's good. Oh, vampire counts. Hmm, yes, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, Sam, you've been collecting LRL now. Uh, you have Sylvaneth. Um, where are you at in your LOS, uh, LRL conquest in the second wave? I haven't gotten to talk to you about, like, about the second wave yet. You mean, have I bought more models? Sure. No. <laughs> <laughs> Um, don't you know how, don't you know how, like, a bunch of white guys AOS podcast is supposed to work? When you're asked if you bought something, you say yes. <laughs> I mean, I bought the box set, and then got oh, the box go. set. Oh, so, no, no, I definitely have models. I don't, I just don't have all the models. If Teclis is going to come and, like, try to, like, uh, uh, push Nagash's shit in, we have to have a battle. I've got my first shot for yeah. my, for my vaccine. Um, my second one's scheduled, uh for like the week of my birthday um so i will be vaccinated uh here very soon and i get to have friends again i can't wait and the first thing i want to do is destroy some stupid pointy elves with uh, either my bone daddies or vampires <laughs> oh damn they, they came out with the name for that dude uh the lrl guy on the mount on oh the yeah, yeah yeah i saw that and his name is so high elfianly long that i was dutifully impressed it was it was great i just i found the article his name is his name is lirior Uthrail, the lord regent supreme 
voice of the Lord Phoenix and warden of Yemetrica. You got to say the whole thing every, every time. time. It's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is a high elf hero. This is what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Roll, really rolls off the tongue. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's tyrant me. You know short and it's to the point. That's elegant. <laughs> Phoenix, you say? Yeah, he is He is the Lord Regent of Tyrion. Mm -hmm. And he speaks uh, for Tyrion as well. And you can get a, a normal version that's not named as your Lord Regent if you want to give him artifacts and stuff. They learn from the Volternos thing, which is just a good... It's just a good. Give yeah. me the two versions, please. Yeah, I'll probably... Uh, kicker when uh, when we all have our shots, I'm ready to lose to uh, with your vampires. Yeah, I, a Madison trip is in my future. I can I can go come and murder two armies with one stone or one bone, as it were. Um. <laughs> anyway, you were saying, Sam, what's the plan? Yeah, are you are you are you being a 400 IQ um, wise Buddha on a mountain and just waiting for the rules and then getting what needs to be got? when you know all the information or are we full consume and you're just getting the cool stuff before you know anything? I mean, I am torn between the two and I don't want to go an exact middle road. Like I'm looking, I, this is a new post and they have like new sword masters and stuff, which, uh, I mean, they look all right, but they have a bull thrower now. I got cold sweats when I saw it, remembering your your bolt thrower. <laughs> I got cold, cold like the conversations you had on how many of my zombies and skeletons you'd mow through per turn with your bolt thrower, and like just like perspiring when I saw the thing. It was I accidentally did a review show of the second wave of LRL because I thought that was going to be my soul blight review week, and I saw that that bolt thrower, and I was just like, God, not again. <laughs> Yeah, and the, the Venari Star Shard Ballistas, like the Bolt Thrower guys, can we just talk about for a moment, if you have it, if you're able to bring it up, the sculpts are mean mugging. 10 out of 10 mean mugs. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. These elves are ready to kill. Yeah, th these faces are actually quite nice, and that's a rarity even among the new models. <laughs> um, and good quiver. Nice. I like the quiver. Looks like a harp. Yeah, I'm. I'm really just gonna have to wait. Um, I do like everything that's, you know, like the, fir the first wave of everything, but like the second wave of all this stuff also looks really cool. Does so it... I, I am gonna have to wait. I'm you, sorry. you, um, so you did play like high elves back in the day. I, I think I tracked it down. We were at like third edition or maybe fourth edition when we. Yeah, we were. We were it was like third slash fourth. Yeah. Um, you did play high elves then, and. When the new, like, Lumineth Realm Lords came out, like, I kind of got, like, residually happy for you. I'm like, oh, sweet. Like, but what does Sam think? Because these are weird. These are not High Elves. You know, these are, like, the, the, the base troops are. Like, the Wardens, the Sentinels. Like, yeah, those seem High elfy. But then, like, freaking Cow Mountain, like, comes out. And, you know, some of that other stuff that's a little bit more... Gives me some Tibetan vibes, you know? Like, some... Um, yeah, a little bit. A little mm -hmm. bit Tibetan. Like, it's kind of refreshing, actually. It's nice. It's nice to branch out. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. I'm not a hardcore traditionalist like a lot of people who are like, oh, these are so ugly. And, you know. Well, you're, not, you're not a textualist or a originalist? No, I'm not an originalist. Strictly back yeah. to our, our pre show <laughs> conversation. No. I mean, I like a lot of the stuff that's going on. That's going on. I do. Like, the cow thing is a little silly, a little bit, but 
it doesn't like really grind my gears at all. Mm -hmm. Um, elves are kind of like over the top. They always had huge helmets and stuff, and now they just did like a double helmet thing. It's ridiculous a little <laughs> bit, or maybe even a lot of it. Um, it's definitely elven. Yeah. And, like people, people complaining about these like new mounts that are coming out that aren't horses. It's like, what do you? Have you read Age of Sigmar? Like, what? <laughs> there aren't going to be just horses on every plane of existence. I'm sorry, man. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. The, branching out, I, I like what's going on. It's still very elven. You know, they're they're like they are like um, they're like Buddhist, like Tibetan guys that are like getting in touch with, you know, self mastery and all this. And I think all, that's all very cool. Yeah, yeah. Are you? Are you and a, a little bit of anime, just just a touch. Yeah, yeah. There's a little bit of like Last Airbender in there, kind of. It seems. I I think, I think that speaks to the inspiration of the people doing the sculptures now versus the people who were doing the sculptures in like the 80s and 90s, like the 20 year cycle, right? Like usually you go on to make the art that is influenced by the art you consumed when you were younger. Like I just think we have a lot of sculptors who like, like it's unavoidable now. Like. Anime is pretty ubiquitous. It used to go from like ordering VHS off of like little like clubs, you know, little like insular online like clubs and or like college clubs. Even like as a as a teenager, like you know that one college kid who can get you like the weird anime on like a on a VHS that's got a handwritten marker fan sub on it. That's some of the first anime I ever watched. Like this is the pre yeah, like tsunami. Yeah. You would get the VHS with a Sharpie written on it that says Akira yes. fan dub, you yeah. know, yeah. fan dub in the in the late '80s, early '90s, and then in the 2000s, you just get like spools of Divix, like a stack of burned CDs, and it would just be like an entire season of something. Yeah, and then uh, nowadays, I guess you Crunchyroll, you just Crunchyroll some money for yeah for some questionable uh, <laughs> stuff, but all right. Yeah, because anyway, yeah. is yeah, pe people grew up in these eras, and their arts affected by it, and it really shows, I think, how Age of Sigmar specifically, um, it seems much more than 40k. They're allowing their sculptors to just do whatever the fuck they want, and eight out of ten times, it's awesome, and sometimes okay, it goes a little too far, but I'll take those, I'll take the like double helmet guys, <laughs> or maybe uh like kangaroo cavalry or a double decker six armed turtle or something like i'll take going a little too far like balloon boys if it means that actually every single other thing in lumineth looks totally amazing actually they i think they've hit their stride from the from the rocky start of aos yeah with like five players and the first wave stormcast and you're like ah i don't know about this they're just kind of taking one unit like black orcs from Warhammer Fantasy, and then just saying, "Well, that's Iron Jaws now. That's a whole, that one unit is just a whole army." Same with the Slayer from Fire Slayers. Yeah. And um, <laughs> now they're just like, now they're just like do whatever, do whatever comes to your mind, even if it sounds ridiculous. Just do it. Just have it be really good, and no one can complain. Well, <laughs> well to your to your point, like I've heard from talking to Martin Orlando, who who keeps a, a thumb on, uh, like the actual sculptors yeah. and the who's who of like who's sculpting what behind the scenes from what i hear from him and corroborated by a couple of other people most of the sculptors want to end up on the cash cow want to end up in 40k 
But from an outsider perspective, I'm like, why? 40K is very sort of rote. It's very... Oh, yeah. Like, it's got to look like 40K. You're kind of locked in. To... You're, you're creating on... You're, you're like the bumper bowling railroad of creation, and that's much easier. And it probably pays way better. But, but, yeah. The... It's a gigantic game, right? Like, you probably get paid better. Yeah. You, get, you, probably... you go to AOS, and you make fantastic flamboyant nonsense to be like look at how great i am as a sculptor please hire me for the easier job that pays better yeah you just get to 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 start making like a, a new flavor of space marine like a new set of poses that's that's what you go down to to make what the primaris marine's arm was up and he had a different <laughs> you know malibu stacy hat <laughs> there's just cash register noises in the background <laughs> shall we update our um so we update our Eldar from uh, 1975, sir. Oh uh, no, no. I don't. <laughs> what if the t what if the tank had a new hat? <laughs> yeah, you you make your indie horror film to get the Avengers movie, says SJ Arcade. Yeah, yeah that's you, yeah. You you make Dead Alive so you can direct Lord of the Rings. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You make Desperado, so you can make Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Oh no, the the metaphors run away from me. Well, Robert <laughs> Rodriguez uh, dances to his own tune. He's just he does, yeah. He's yeah. and his kids wrote that movie, so and he then he made it for his kids. Yeah, and, and he made a killing on it too. Like it's still like the lifetime uh, gross of Shark Boy and Lava Girl <laughs> is absurd. <laughs> it's absurd because making crap for children where you're not insulting children because that's the that's the not insulting kids. They wrote like kids wrote it. Right. I'm not, and I'm not doing this like Batman versus Superman. I make fun of it because kids wrote it, but that's the joke that they didn't. Mm -hmm. Shark Lava Girl, they actually did. So, yeah. And uh, he has a special place because he would always go to the studios as a rule mm -hmm. and they'd be like, can you direct this movie? We'll give you $25 million. And he says, yes, but I'll make it for $7 million. But never ever tell me what to do, and don't talk to me. <laughs> and it'll and it will sell the same amount of tickets at the box office. And I have proof historically. Here's my stats. And they're like, "Yeah, we'll spend a third of the money, and um, we'll just never tell you what to do again." And you have final cut. And he's like, "Yep, all right. Now, please don't talk to me again. Not even at the premiere." Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, like uh, to the Shark Boy Lava Girl thing. Um, it it is written by kids, and that's why kids love it, and why it's such a constant grossing thing. There's a very cynical way adults tend to make stuff for kids, right? Like they're like, oh, just throw a fucking stupid hat on it, and like have it be colorful, and the kids will love it. Oh, Angry Birds is popular right now. Let's make two Angry Birds movies. Yeah, because they're really just concerned about money. Yeah, but th but <laughs> actually, it was it was hey, uh, Angry Birds was popular long enough ago for this not to be worth it let's make a movie oh, man but they, yeah so they they two it's fucking two there's two of them now oh god um i only know this because i'm a parent but the shock boy and lava girl he just made a freaking sequel like to it like a billion years later and actual lava girl is in it as an adult and i'm like she looks like she got put in the uh in the roll doll like taffy pulling machine uh, that, uh, what is it, uh, uh, Jake TV or whatever gets put on to get, uh, they left that out of the movie, but in the book he, he gets 
like taffy pulled to be tall. Um, it looks like they literally just like stretched her up. She's just, I'm like, you are exactly lava. It's weird when people grow up and they look exactly like identical to their, and you, you know, you just haven't seen them in a long time with an actress like that. And so it's just a snap, two snapshots and you watch them back to back because you have kids. And I'm just like, but they couldn't get glow up. This is a glow sideways. Well, she just grew up. She just got. Just the same. She, she, yeah. Uh, uh, Battle Angel Alita unironically watched it twice in theaters. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. I haven't seen the movie. I've only seen the anime movie and read the manga. I don't. Um, I haven't seen the new. I haven't brought myself to watch it because I'm. I'm afraid. Uh, what's his name? Um, it's the Austrian actor. Uh, his name always escapes me. The Jew Hunter, uh, Christoph Waltz. They chose the perfect actor for scientist in it, but I was I was concerned about um, I was concerned about like it it looking weird, and plus it's the most boring part of the story. Hold on, let me. I'm literally standing on a soapbox at this moment. Battle Angel Elite manga is so excellent, and the worst part of that entire run is the part they have now made two movies about. The worst part of the story, the most boring. They made two movies about it. <laughs> Choose any other part of that series. <laughs> it, is, it is 10 years later, and I'm still mad. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. No, uh, so just reset a little bit. Like, Age of Sigmar probably is the lower-paying job, but they get to, like, they still take risks. They still have, like, their heart. Like, because they're trying to land the cushy, like, Nine to five job where you just like space marine arm goes up, but with LRL they released the weird stuff first, which Sam you have two boxes, um, and now they have this new stuff coming out. And like I look at that new stuff and I'm like, this is just old high elves. I'm like, this they they just re they even used synonyms for what their names are. So rather than yeah. like what was it uh, blade. Uh, Swordmasters, not blade, blade lords. I'm like, yeah, it's, it's just straight synonym. synonym it's straight for synonym. <laughs> like, I, think, I think they did well mixing new with the old because the spearmen, the spearmen are like, the spearmen are classic high elves. They don't even have double helmets. They're just classic. The horseback guys are so classic it actually hurts. The you know swordmasters we were talking about. Yeah, there's the double helmet, stupid cow helmet guys. And now we have kangaroo cavalry, but I think it's actually it ends up being a pretty healthy mix, in my opinion. Uh, talking with uh, Martin Orlando, the kangaroo cavalry, the worst thing they did was paint those terrestrial colors. If they painted those kangaroos like green or like lizard-like skin tones or bird-like plumages, like the read would have been completely different. You would have thought yeah. Tauntaun, or you would have thought some other. The the fact yeah. that they. They might have wanted you to think. I really like the normal Lumineth color scheme overall. I'm not necessarily talking about their mounts here, but white, gold, blue is it's one of the few default color schemes that I think is actually perfect. Mm -hmm. GW is great at using thesaurus.com. <laughs> well, or like the new Night Haunt sculpt. They're like, we're gonna, we gotta have this like be a like a brutal ghost. What, what, what's its name? Uh, like quick, go listen to heavy metal. Uh, what, what was the title? Excruciator. Yeah. <laughs> like, just like, what was your metal band in high school called? Uh, ex excruciator. Okay, that's that's the name of this thing. <laughs> Look, uh, making fun of Games Workshop's naming conventions is a bit of a non sequitur. Didn't you Ooh, think? Uh... 
Oh, your Sekiro is our uh, Stormcast unit. Yeah. On foot. Yeah. <laughs> the noun verb noun verbers <laughs> oh man um i'm i don't know i'm james cool with cameron, it james cameron confirmed as a weebo that has been a very well documented thing in the industry dude made all of james cameron's movies especially the early five are actually just live action animes terminator 2, terminator 2 aliens, aliens. Uh, the abyss like he he's only just made animes oh uh, for western audiences and he used to be like really super into that in a very very early kind of you know late 70s mid 80s kind of thing yeah when it when it wasn't cool or normal or anything like that it was super out of the out of the way to even like i talk about the vhs was with sharpies in the like the 80s and the 90s um he was i mean you're talking like to even know about it to begin with. This wasn't like you caught Macross one time or Robotech one time and your uncle happened to know, like, be in a, a AV club no, he was, he was in super, college. He was super into it. In fact, Avatar was his movie that he was planning on making as a, as a test run so that he could make Battle Angel Alita because he's been a fan since the 80s. But he, mm-hmm. you know, life moves on and he can't can't do everything you want even when you're rich right but mm-hmm. um, and also as a point of trivia all of his movies are tna movies and it's it's something his producers won't let him do anymore is make a movie that doesn't start with t or a because those are successful and the, like the one he made that wasn't wasn't and now they're super superstitious about it and amazing amazing the um oh my god so like alita Oh, I can't unknow this Avatar Titanic. That's why it's called Battle Angel Alita, because it had to start with an A. Avatar, Titanic, uh, True Lies, Abyss, Aliens, uh, Terminator. Terminator. I didn't... Oh, God, no. Um, <laughs> the Abyss, by the way, I, I actually recently got to watch it. It, it held up for me. I, like, I could scrutinize it, but I'm like, no, this, this had that feeling to it. And I realized what it was. Why? Because I watched the documentary on it, and then I had to watch the movie after watching the documentary. I'm like, the people are suffering and claustrophobic as actors, like, in the scenes, because he threw them in a freaking silo filled with, like, over-chloroformed water, blotted out the sun with the blackest tarps engineered by mankind, and, like, basically half-drowned his cast constantly. <laughs> like, you get the most realistic acting when it's not acting. How do you like? It turns out like how do you get people to be like shaking and cold and like afraid of monsters in the abyss? You drown them, half drown them in cold water, and be the monster as the director. <laughs> like he would have broke so many screen actor guild uh, freaking uh, contracts at this point. <laughs> Like if he did that movie now, well, I mean, you can't get real fear out of people all, that way anymore. Strides have been made, uh, not because it's great now, but because it was so bad back then. I mean, how many people died on the set of Ben Hur? Like literally, just died. <laughs> Nobody, and nothing happened. Uh, it was. It's not good now. It is way better than it used to be. Oh yeah, like it's why new Kubrick, a new Kubrick flick, could never work. Because he literally harassed <laughs> Shelley. <laughs> he would go to prison, yeah. For, like, he... for harassment, 
for pedophilia. That woman was terrified of him, like, on set. Like, it was, like, he's a horrible, but you get real fear out of people, right? Like, that's, oh. Yeah. Um, So I've actually, speaking of real fear, look at that segue, segue like a professional. I've got one of the coolest named models in the history of Age of Sigmar, Mirkainen. Like, yeah, what a great name, Mirkainen. Yeah, Kainen's okay, Reaper. Uh, isn't it? Isn't it so sad that he's going to be terrible because he's chained to no. some no. Underworld's warband that can't have good rules apparently by law. Crashrack is fine. Like, like he will be fine. Crashrack is is just fine. He will be fine. Yeah. he's all right. Now he and will. Then there is Briar Queen's kind of okay, I guess. Um, and then there's twenty five other ones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And if he's a good hero, you're gonna want him for his command ability or synergy thing on him. And then all of his extra guard are just pure bloated extra points you don't want to pay for. You don't. You don't have to pay for the guard. You get them usually with them. Right, yeah, but usually zero cost is like you know. Yeah. Oh it's yeah, it's like a 250 yeah. point unit that you're getting guys maybe for cheaper than you want, but you would just rather pay 100 fewer points for it. Right. I See, I'm, I'm the doubting Thomas here, and you're going to tell me why I'm wrong. No, I think you're right, but I can dream. Uh, like a boy has a right to dream. Uh, yeah, the, uh, this is the proper response. The the outlaw star intro. A boy has a right <laughs> yeah, to yeah. dream. Uh, yeah. So. Because he is you not can dream that you win a duel uh, by pure accident <laughs> because of bullet misfires. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, what a great anime. Um, Mef confirmed, not a weeb, by the way. Uh, no, Samir so and First off, just look at the size of this dude. <laughs> like, he is Helsing tall. Yeah, like he's he's next to like the Mortec, more than twice the height of the Mortec. Um, just standing there, I'm obsessed. Um. Give him a good, give him a good allegiance, uh, give him a good allegiance ability or buff ability, and uh, have an absurd war scroll like Sigvald, two hundred sixty model. Don't even have the warband as part of it. Like honestly, don't let his warband come with him. I want just him to be just that amazing foot hero that is in a role you don't really like, but he's aggressively costed to do that thing. So like I can. Be a like you just want to give me an excuse, right? This is the give me the ex- give me an excuse model. I've already pre pre ordered it though, so like, I don't I'm even care. He's a similar size to the forearm sword dudes, yeah, yeah, a similar size. Yeah, he's supposed to be the same same size as the uh, as the stalkers, um, and or immortal. Yes, the arcade, you're sadly right. The gets one is trash, which is uh, if you're talking about the Molag one, yeah, it's yeah, sad day. <laughs> Add axe man yeah this dude is awesome this is everything i want in osiac bone reaper sculpts too he's even got like the uh like he's even got the skull in his forearm and i assume that that skull is sentient and like tells his arm which men should be judged and decapitated like the arm is actually doing the judgment so oh you're right um daughters of cain one uh the the hero has a sippy cup and the whole thing is cheap enough so it's actually decent like that that's a good. It never happens that way. They always chain them together. I mean, you're right. Vampire Hunter D arm, yeah, exactly. Speaking of anime influences again, with the in the hand. D. Is this just like I come on your show and it becomes anime hour? The 
apparently. Were, were you were you no longer hide your power level? Is that what happens? Here? I think I think so. I think so. Except hiding your power levels become a, a dog whistle for uh, alt right fascists. Um, Has I it? Was, I yeah. It, was, you're not an anime it used to be, but now it means pre pretending you're not a alt right fascist. Well, the best way to fight against that is to use it in its proper original way, and and resist this um, mm -hmm. this uh, pointless trolling, trying to take over someone's word. That's that's our nerd word. Get out of my face. <laughs> we didn't let it work. We didn't let it work with sad frog. We're not going to let it work with hiding our power level. Right. Yeah. Get, yeah. Get out. Um, yeah. Nazis eternally fuck off. Um, by the way, Rip Vic Morrow smashed by helicopter on set by John Landis being a piece of shit. I did not know this. Oh, Apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Speaking of Landis. <laughs> that's a Max Landis joke. Um, translators know it. Uh, never mind. That would, that would actually just take too long. Don't bother Googling it. <laughs> Great content. Um... Uh, Din Mom, uh, man, I can't even say your name. I want to. Papa's at the end of it, I though. Him, uh, I call him Dinma, Dinma, and then sometimes Dinma Mama Papa. It's not exactly correct, but I have Din an understanding with my viewers that sometimes I'm going to read their names wrong. Yeah. Dinma. Not the one guy who subbed to me yesterday, and I just called him. I said, thanks, long name, and just moved on. <laughs> Uh, Dinmo says, I expect if Mr. Mef or Heiwo takes off their hats, it would just be gold and stand straight up. I mean, yeah, we'll go with it's that. Like an SSJ Mef reference. Yeah. 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 We'll, we'll just go with that. You both get an A for effort. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, Dinma, um, did ma'am. And I'm just like, I gave up <laughs> two syllables. And I'm just like, took the parachute on this. Uh, I don't think Sam. I know your opinion on Ossiark Bone Reapers, and you know me as a fan of death. Uh, what they haven't heard your read on on OBR. Like nobody, nobody in chat gangs, you know, heard you. What do you think about about Ossiark Bone Reapers? Like, like as an army or as sculpt? Yeah, sculpts or army, whatever avenue you want to take. Like coming, you've come in. You know, you have a storied history with Warhammer. Uh, you know, fantasy battle played forty k as well. Like. Um, and now, like, we're parachuting into the prime time of Age of Sigmar, right, with 2.0. Um, what do you think, man? What's your read on OBR? I find list building a chore. <laughs> it's it, as, far as, as far as mechanically, like, I want to take all the things, or at least half the things, and I can. I can take, like, one thing, maybe two, mm -hmm. if I budget properly. Yeah. I, I don't like that. Like, um, Lumineth Realm Lords on the surface has a similar problem, but not really, actually. You actually get, like, some round cost and 100-point units, whereas, like, OBR, it's all clunky. Mm -hmm. Like, nothing matches up quite. And I don't like that, but... Yeah. I know it's low-hanging fruit to change point costs and whatever, and they could do it in such a way where you could make it a better... Not a race to the bottom, not not in a race to the bottom way, but just give them give them just a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Give them a little wiggle room so that like the lists work yeah. out a little cleanly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I think um one of the first steps is a point I'll piggyback off of when you're trying to like understand somebody else's army, build a list. Just try to build a list with somebody else's army. 
Um, especially if you you think, you know, Daughters of Cain right now, it would be a prime army to just start building lists with. Just see what you can get in there. You know, the it, it, Slanesh, see what you can get in there and, like, compare, contrast. Like, if that's, you know, like, when you're talking about, like, we talk about armies, we tend to talk about them holistically. Everything the army can do, and that's why it's a problem. That's not everything a list can do. Those are usually two very, dis, like, dissimilar things. Um, you know, like a book might have all the tools, but a single list may not, it may never be capable of, of, of even having two of the main tools or three of the main tools, right? I've been toying with, I'm not even going to, is that the safe word from a uh, Euro trip? <laughs> like I'd, I'd, I'd stop at Uba, but uh, I think that's the safe word from that movie Euro trip that has Lucy freaking lawless in it. And uh, Heywo is getting too big for his boots. Thanks, long name. <laughs> uh, Tyrant Mania. Mephisto, what are your thoughts for Soulblight Terrain, if any? Um, I've uh, Two minds. This is actually a great question. Um, so, we talked about LON. LON had grave sites. One of my greatest criticisms of grave sites was they didn't physically exist, and I think that that was as a detriment to both players. Um... Like, when I just put down... Like, on one hand, I could model whatever I want onto, like, a little base and then set that down. Um, I stopped using those tiny bases after a while and just started using literal coins as markers to be less obtusive and, le uh, like, in the game. Or obstructive in the game. Um, it's... And my opponents would always forget about grave sites as, like, a thing to play with and interact with in my games. They thought that, they, like, they just never f accounted for my grave sites. No. And it's, so, like, part of me, like, if this is LON, that means grave sites. Man, it might be convenient if you pick terrain pieces and those are your grave sites, because there's enough terrain pieces on the table. Have it say, like, you know, pick two pieces of terrain on the table after deployment, but before sides are declared, whatever it is, or before deployment, but after sides are declared, right? Like... Pick two pieces of terrain, and those are those are haunted, or those are you know ne necromantic zones, or whatever. I don't give a shit. Do something like that. I think would be really clean if they insist on doing graveyards for this army. That said, I don't think they need to. I would like to see what the power looks like if they don't, if they unhinge this army from dealing with grave sites. We don't have grave sites. We just get you know there are entire armies out there that just get summoning. Like they just get to do it. Like they just they like they like summon a thing for command ability or like a point or sometimes there's a resource in game that they generate to like summon stuff like sometimes you have a like a war scroll that when you you have have this unit they're just gonna summon 200 points of shit and like uh, so like I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say it's gonna feel real good Games Workshop just pull the bandaid off don't don't fuck around with grave sites please um it's it's a bit of a gotcha, quite frankly, because they don't physically exist. And if they're too physically exist, I would prefer that you have me dictate terrain rather than buy a thing. Now, uh, to go a little bit more completely, what if Soul Blight divorces from gravesites completely? I just summon my crap uh, via a resource system and or opportunity cost or trade off in some way, shape, or form. Um, cool. I, I get summoning, but it happens that way. It happens classically. What would I want for a terrain piece? 
a fucking castle, like Castlevania shows up, like they're not going to be able to appease me what I want. So just don't do it. <laughs> like, like fucking the castle Castlevania teleports into the center of the table and you know that Dracula has come for your children and like, <laughs> you can't, um, I don't know. Like, yeah, I guess you could have like one watchtower of my sweet castle show up. So it's kind of like the Vordry's blood keep that like yeah, shows up. Yeah, bound and out. Like have it physically show up. That'd be super metal. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. What is the vampire currency for summoning, do we think? Uh, I think they like collect corpses, man. <laughs> like they literally have corpses or thralls or something like that. Some sort of thralling system. Um, I think you could do something like that. Blood is the easy one, but blood is used already in several ways now. So I think you got to avoid blood. Um, Those P4 guard castle things from last night. Oh, do you mean the enemy that is called Power Castle? <laughs> Those guys are sick. <laughs> yeah, they are not selling the old observatory terrain anymore and would work. Uh, it's a tall and tall and gothic yeah you know basically just go through some like like goth girlfriend or goth boyfriends like old possessions and like find something sufficiently like metal and awesome that's the terrain piece just like the most goth girlfriend boyfriend thing you can you can imagine that's the, that's the terrain a power castle sure like both of those are pretty good but nothing beats goth ihop <laughs> goth ihop it's one of my favorite memes because <laughs> Um, I would legitimately go there in real life and order some, I don't know, some eggs, I guess, over easy. And coffee. Be like To me, it'd be like that Cake Forest art installation I went to that one time. Sorry for interrupting. No, no, no. I'm, I'm just I trying to catch back up with... with chat, and I became enamored with talking to chat, and then I just heard Goth Girlfriend, and I'm like... Goth IHOP. Go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, grave sets are cool because it's recursion, not tied to heroes. But we've that we have new technology, right? You can again if you still want to do grave sites, just please have me elect terrain on the table. I know I'm at yeah, the whim. Yeah, because out of sight, out of mind, right? Like that's why so many people forget about triumph because mm -hmm. they have the little card. Like, if they don't have the little card, they're just like, okay, I have a triumph, and then they're not looking at it all the time, yeah. so they forget. Yeah. It's the same thing. It happens a lot with grave sites, at least back when people used to play Legions of Nagash in tournaments ever. Yeah. That so you wouldn't, you didn't have a physical thing, and so the opponent just forgot about it, and then when you bring it up, it ends up, even though you, like, you told them at the beginning, you put it down, it's not a gotcha, but it, like, ended up becoming a gotcha, even, even if you didn't want it to be, mm -hmm. just because it's, it's not a thing. Yeah, around the time I'm, I pull back, I bring back forty skeletons, ten, you know, ten black knights, or you know, grim, yeah, thirty grim gas reapers. It is, it is in fact a big thing. Right? Yeah, it's... like look at this huge thing that just happened that you could have totally prevented if you blocked the gravesite yeah. or killed my you general. This. And then they're like, "This is bullshit." I'm like, "It's literally the most fair summoning in the entire game. It's the most fair that it has ever been. It's a unit of mine that you ha you must kill." Um, it's, it costs a CP, which I have an army that has very bad battalions and no artifacts to generate extra CPs. Like, 
So basically what I get at the beginning of the game is what I've got, and I want to use that to make things attack more, and so on and so forth. Or reroll charges. Also they can zone it out if they just position around it. Also, mm -hmm. they can kill your general and you can never do it again. There's so many ways to stop it. Yeah, there's so many ways to stop it, but because nobody was ever really mindful of the grave sites, I think it was just... You, yeah, I mean, the first time you played against death, you lost to endless legions and... Immediately, that yeah. sucks, But... Um, it was a mechanic that was very tricky to pull off if your opponent cared at all about playing around it. It's just something I've found playing AOS for a long time. Mechanics that are very fair or even like kind of not even that great because your opponent can so easily play around it. Those are going to be the biggest complaints about said army. Yeah. Slaves to Darkness. Well, because people still get in that like they... They're just here to smash, right? Like, I got into it to smash the Vince Venturella, one of the greatest things he's ever said. I came here to smash. Most people just kind of came here to smash. Yeah, that's, that's him picking up. It was his first big dumb army ever, right? Because he's usually a kind of a heady thinker and mm -hmm. gamer. And he's mm -hmm. like, you know what? I'm going to play a, a dumb, you know, attacky faction. He picks up Iron Jaws. And then in one day, he's just like, I am here to smash. He had... Uh, <laughs> He had perfectly learned our destruction culture in one in one day. <laughs> like, what have you learned? I'm, I'm like talking to Vince, like he's a like he's Tom Cruise in The Last Samurai, and he's like, "I've learned your ways. Show me." <laughs> I am here to smash. Puts down more than one mock rusher on the table in a 2K army. He's ready. <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it is constraining in a power level, but it's a powerful effect, you know. It's objectively worse, sure, but then I want my army to be objectively better. I don't want it to lean on summoning mechanics. Yeah, and then it's a trade-off, right? Like, yeah, I don't... What if you took um, Might Makes Right away from Ogres entirely? Well, you would probably have to do something to their damage and durability, right? Mm -hmm. You'd have to give them something, right? Yeah. Like um, in make believe land, where we're talking about future changes, of course we can consider well they would do something, or you know, it's the nice thing about floating ideas is you can say, and then they'll do something, and it'll be good because of this, this, and this. Yeah, um, vampires don't have a natural smaller terrain piece. Their coach, their castle, uh, the coffin, or peasant's house with an open window for them to climb into. Yeah, I mean, I think like a mausoleum's a pretty a pretty straightforward thing it could be um the thing is is like with a lot of the terrain pieces like the herdstone and i think that the bone tithe nexus are two really great terrain pieces in a sensical manner like because yeah of course the the bone daddies are going to be defending they're they're going to be defending the tithe they're going to be showing up to collect the tithe and people set an ambush for them you know they're like we know that these bone daddies come every like hundred years or every month to this spot to get the to collect the tithe like there's a very sensical reason or it's like a forgotten about tithe and you happen upon it and you're fighting a bunch of people like the herdstone they basically like erect that when they're about to like slaughter and assault a city like or even like you know i i made mine where it's like getting carried around by beasts like a beast of burden and they like because it's the heart of their volcano they worship and they throw it down like before they're about to fight I want well. My thought for Night Haunt, and maybe I could take a riff. For, I could like self plagiarize a bit. Um, a Night Haunt terrain piece that I would think would be really awesome is actually just the Black Coach. It's just a terrain piece that haunts the table and like teleports around, murdering, 
and leveling up and getting progressively sweeter. And they can do stuff from the black coach because it's like, you know, it's like in every ghost story where like, oh, you don't go down that path. That's where this haunted carriage is, you know, like something like that would be really freaking sweet. Um, With the like the Mortis engine slash Coven throne. There's your terrain piece in in uh, in Soul Blight, really. If you really want to get into it, like a new a new like Coven Throne or a new Mortis Engine style thing, you know, like this just like uh, Phantom of the Vampire Opera dude is just like jamming on this massive organ that is a castle and war is happening around this thing. I mean that that's pretty Soul Blighty to me for a, for a terrain piece. Yeah, I I have two options for the. For the Soul Blight Grave Lord's terrain feature, either none, either none, none is none is acceptable. Not, not everybody needs a terrain feature. If it doesn't make sense, don't force it. It's fine. You know, just add other stuff to the army or the War Scrolls or whatever to make it more interesting. Or Black Coach, except with an extra like an extra buggy on the end. That's like this coach on wheels with a gigantic organ that a guy is playing on. On the back of it, yeah. Organs a must with bats and stuff coming out yeah. of the organ tubes, and he's got one of those big puffy the cape, those like big the, puffy collars, yeah, or cape that's it's absolutely like, huge. The the cape is is flowing behind him, and it's twice yeah. as long as he is tall. You know, like just unfurling like and stuff that you know how some of the night haunt have the sheet over the. It does that on his cloak because it's so big that it just kind of becomes ghosts. <laughs> He's just jamming away on that organ. Yeah, it's one of those like triple decker organs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I okay. Now I'm excited for like a sweet organ terrain piece. Like I'm so upset that I've done this to myself (laughs) because I, if I'm not actually James Workshop, like lords and ladies, you know, they're having a they're having a ball, right? And so he, you can he can play different music. You know, here's the waltz where it it gives people this bonus and then here's where it's these he's playing you know um hall of the mountain king or something like that and here's the one where he's playing uh don't sue us phantom of the opera (laughs) yeah oh man i've just so now i have hope but no expectation for a thing and i'm going to be really sad if this thing doesn't exist but ultimately please because the soul blights exist man the oh yes Pipe organ. <laughs> well, we brainstormed a great piece, which means it won't happen. Hey, whoa, stop. Mr. Mephisto can only get so erect. <laughs> like, yeah, I want this. I want. I need this. This is it. Like I said, just think of the most goth thing ever and take it. Just take it too far. That's how you make, like, that's how you make soul blight vampires. <laughs> um... I'm hyped for the organ. Yeah. Um, and the other thing is, like, the castle. The castle could work. The, we've seen the, the LRL terrain piece ain't going to be small. The bone tie of the Nexus is not small. The the um, the Gitz bad uh, uh, loon shrine isn't small. The pyramid temple, like the ziggurat for Seraphon, is not small. Um, I want you to sell me a castle. You have no idea like Games Workshop, how badly I wish to buy dragons and castles and vampires. Like, I want to buy those things so much. You're just selling me... I can't even say my childhood, just like kind of the essence of my being. The, the, all the things I love. Like, yes! I 
I want that. So it's it feels easy to say a castle. It also feels like wrong to say a castle, but if it feels right to just have a castle. Yeah, the Crimson Keep. I think that'd be pretty sweet. All right. Uh, Seraphon Pyramid was smaller than I expected. <laughs> well, with the with the Seraphon Pyramid, I get the impression that part of it's buried, you know? And, like, it's it's being excavated. It's, like, long been there type. Um, I don't know how you sell me an entire castle as a terrain piece. I want you to, Games Workshop, and get your sculptors on it. But <laughs> the organ's probably a little bit more viable. If there is indeed a, a piece at all. Nagash playing yeah, in organ. You know, there doesn't have to be. Yeah. You don't need to force the convention. It's cool to have a template. But the nice thing about a template is it it gives you a foundation that you can be you can you can snip something out if it doesn't seem to fit. And then just fill the water level on the rest of the stuff. It weighs eight pounds of pure lead. <laughs> you know, it's, it's why I didn't mind. It's like, oh what what endless spells and or invocations do you want for Beast Claw book two? I'm like, I don't know that it really fits necessarily. You know, every army doesn't need to have this stuff. This doesn't seem like a trap. Lego vampire castle. Hang on. Go with the uh, the big big image. I mean, yeah, this is kind of sweet. Ten out Ted would have played with this. <laughs> like, was this wasn't meant as an insult to my obsessions, was it? Because you have chosen poorly. This is awesome. <laughs> Legos and vampires. That seems like a bit much for sure. Right? I put like as a terrain feature. It's that thing looks bigger than the bad moon, and the bad moon is humongous. I suppose the bone tide nexus is also very large as well, uh, just on surface area. Yeah, but you know you don't you don't need a terrain feature for everybody. Like look at corn. You know, they're like, man, what would be the perfect terrain feature for corn? And somebody's like, how about a pile of skulls, sir? And they're like, no, a dumb. No, chair. that makes too much sense. What about a step ladder? <laughs> That's a... What about a step ladder we paint red? <laughs> Um. Yeah, I don't know. It's 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 weird because they have these home run opportunities, and and in it's just all the way all around the one. What should flesh eater courts get? I know a weird chair, kind of kind of like a chair. How about a chair? It's a throne. Yeah. Okay. I guess it's a throne. It could have been anything. That's what pisses me off the most about flesh eater courts is terrain piece. It could have been anything because they're delusional. Yeah, it's like a it's like a scuffed like scaffolding. You chopped an outhouse in half and put bones on the wall. I don't know. It is like, not it, inspired. It could have been I the carc not, Yeah. Yeah, what are you doing, stepladder? <laughs> <laughs> oh god. No. <laughs> That was a prawn joke, and I, I got like it. My my, my <laughs> average chat is infecting the fifth. Oh no! Yeah, this this was this joke. <laughs> like like the the chat that like uh, responds to Ahago uh, fucking photoshops of Sigvalds. 
fucking Terrain. He's hey, stepping on that. His stance on that model, he's stepping on the demon's face. Sigvald is the most step on me, mommy, like model they've made in a long time. Yeah. It just fit. And it was better than the one, it was better than the Photoshop I made of Sigvald where Marathi is his penis with his own face on the head of the penis. Oh, that one fit very well as well. I. For flesh eater courts, like a, the carcass of some god beast would have worked just fine. That like looks luff, roughly in the effigy of something they would sit and worship around, like a throne. But no, it made an actual chair. Um, if anyone wants that image, uh, I think it's still on Twitter somewhere. <laughs> I do, I do. Where where is this image? This is the real thing I've done. <laughs> Send me the link. Linker, it did it happen? <laughs> oh man. <laughs> hey, well, you have you traveled to some interesting parts of the internet, sir. <laughs> no, I, I made that image. Like I created it. I didn't find it somewhere. <laughs> like I'm the source of this. Oh, <laughs> I had to go to strange places in the internet to find it, and you would have just found me. And I'm like, yeah, I made that. <laughs> like and when it's reveal week, you got to make a social media post about the reveal. You got to get those interactions right. Yep, got to get them clicks, baby. Got to get them eyeballs. Uh, you know what do you do? You pile in. <coughs> Pardon me. Um. Oh. Uh, huh. So, and then there's a bunch of 40k shit I don't care about. Whatever. Cool. Necromondo, I guess, isn't quite 40k. I, I don't know. But. Hey, we got all that stuff. I'm. S what do y'all want to talk about now? I, I have I talked and have I ruminated on Soul Blight and how great it's going to be enough? Oh, here it is. <laughs> oh, here it is. Good. Where's this link coming at me? In chat. Oh, perfect. The perfect place for it. And see, is this not safe for work? Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean... <laughs> state of mind, really. <laughs> Giving him his own face was, I think, the really the cherry on top. I'm fucking dead. <laughs> How did I miss this? Oh. Yeah, it's like that meme, this better not awaken something in me. <laughs> like, I'll look, but... Uh... <sighs> this is... Oh, man. It's like the... Uh... <sighs> yeah, and the follow-up was, Bring... uh, was the meme we made about Sigvald on the first reveal uh, on chat. Which... Bring me, bring me the, like, bring me your best memes. No, I said your best memes. Yeah. Oh, oh gosh. <laughs> I've seen this one I've seen. This one I think I saw live. Um... <laughs> the best part is, look at how, how studious I am. Taking this with the get smoked hat. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, uh, very good, very good. Yeah, yeah, a little. Uh... <laughs> Just staring down intently at his own. <laughs> uh, man. 
Oh, man. Games Workshop hire this man. Uh... <laughs> Imagine me, like, having a job application for GW, and it's, like, about rules writer or something, and then my demo reel is just this stuff. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'd like to be one of your rules writers, please. Um, I think I'd be good on design or development even internal external balance here's my resume and it's just like pictures of sigvald with marathi as his penis and his own face as the head of the penis uh, like sigvald stepping on statues <laughs> oh that meme i made about the uh Luminath realm lords where i the hats i made yeah I'm, i made the second hat like his actual head in, instead of it and then we just I gave it little arms, and we just kept going up. Yeah. yeah. Martin Orlando the other day sent me a DM, and he's like, hey, I need um, I need a meme for you to make real quick. I'm trying to troll Vince, and uh, <laughs> I need you to put Vince's head on a Lumineth, like any Lumineth. And so I put his head on the on the double-decker one, so just his head, like, at the, at the top of it. <laughs> Uh, you list Twitch chat as one of your references, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Twitch chat as one of my references. Yeah, you can call them. Call chat. <laughs> you can show them your YouTube, but not your Twitter. <laughs> if you want to get hired. No, I definitely cannot show them my YouTube. They know about my YouTube. <laughs> oh. I did a meme parodying their podcast, and then they canceled their podcast. I'm not getting hired. <laughs> <laughs> they brought it back stronger, though. Yes, it did, and it was a good thing. But, um, they... yeah, I, I've, I've heard from sources that uh, people internally at GW definitely all saw that video I made. <laughs> I... So we're not, we're not getting hired. <laughs> I think there's a little bit of a sycophanticness to, 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 to GW, you know, and... Uh, maybe it leads to them having their, the close-knit company they want and and so on and so forth. But um, I have said bad things about Games Workshop ever. So I'm just like, I'm 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 like, it's like the cat, how like a, uh, the Catholic Church actually keeps a book of people who are excommunicated. Like they're, you get written down in the book. My, my grandpa who uh, switched to uh, being a Zen Buddhist to divorce my, my grandma is in the book, you know. So like, it's like the Jordan Book of Grudges. Pretty much, yeah. Um, like, I, I think that you just like you just uh, Games Workshop does have like a literal Book of Grudges somewhere, like l just physically in in their offices where they write down like people who ever say stuff about them negatively. Um. So I didn't I didn't know this. Hey, well, you single handedly killed their like show. I don't know that I single handedly killed their show. I don't know that. But they saw it. A lot of people in the office saw it, and then they canceled it. And it was trash. And they should have canceled it. And then they <laughs> brought it back much later, and it was way better. It was actually great. I really liked their second run of their podcast. I want you to know. I don't know that one. I'm not gonna. I wouldn't blame me for it or anything like that, or give me the credit for it. But it did happen in a certain order. Yeah. Uh, so, see, Dinma, I have an easy, low-hanging joke to make about cardinal or bishops in the Catholic Church, 
and why their interests and mine don't align. But I won't make that joke. Uh, I have no interest in being a cardinal or bishop because I don't have the requisite proclivities of one of them. Uh, yeah. And I'm not talking about their religion. Like, that's such a hard job, you know? It's, it's got to be so difficult to lie to children for a living, you know? Like, now we get to the part of my show where I make fun of religions. <laughs> like, this, that's so hard. Like, roofing is pretty hard. I did that for a while. didn't care for it. But, like, lying to children for a living, like, I just don't know if I'd be able to do it. Is, is, is Arch at the top of their list, at the top of their book of grudges? They made him take Warhammer out, but he he's... They don't... They haven't explicitly tried very hard to take away the sort of fash simp from a lot of their products, and in fact, fired one of their writers who was outspoken against fascists. So, I don't, I don't know. I don't think you can. I don't think you can extricate the. I don't think you can extricate the wrong way you can take it from their lore. I think mm. that's the real problem. Yeah. Because it's like they say it's a satire of fascism, but it's actually not. It's like ridiculously glorifying everything about it by putting it in a setting where they're telling you it's necessary to survive in a world as bad as this, right? It might have started as... So as they, they say it's a satire of fascism, and perhaps it started like that in its punk origins, but like nowadays it's kind of not. It's kind of just like, look at how fucking sick all this stuff is. And this world is so bad that this is the only way you could even survive. And yeah, there are problems with it, but... So I just, I don't know that they can, what I'm saying is I don't know if they can idiot proof it. Mm -hmm. If you, if you want to take this as justification for your awful, awful worldview, then I don't know that there's like Anything a way to know. stop someone from being that stupid. You know what I mean? Right. Well, it, it happened with American history acts, which is pretty explicit that it's not condoning, you know, Nazism. Right, right. And if it can happen to American history, well, there's acts, no message so obvious that an audience won't get it wrong, right? Because how people absorb stuff with messages is they just take what they want. A lot of cognitive anyway. bias. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now we're back to philosophy. Now um, we're back to religion. Yeah, religion. Well, um, yeah. Um, as with satire, well, it's called the, um, you know. Uh, there's a, a paradox with satire. Um, you know, we're in a, a sort of like post. I think we're in like pretty much a post euphemism age now. Like it, it, it it's not new, but Colbert quit being Colbert uh, of the Colbert rapport to go be actually just himself as a late night show host because just he <laughs> resonated unfortunately like he thought he was being satirical and people just saw he was but the problem is he slightly predated a bunch of grifters who actually just played that role and decided to just take the money right because he was he was pretending to be a, a gigantic tooth a grifter right mm -hmm. uh, like the you know the rush limbaugh's and stuff and the, well he's, he's making bill riley specifically is yeah, he, bill was, he was and stuff like yeah. that yeah, very specifically. It turns out if you just do his shtick, uh, people will like buy it. Yeah. So all you have to do is remove a little bit of that wit, and then people will take you seriously, and now you can grift. 
and I suppose that's the problem. Well, it's, it it didn't even. I think it was a Malcolm Glad Gladwell um, episode I was watching with the death of a euphemism. But like Harry Enfield, it happened to as well, who created the character Loads of Money. It's where um, the Dosh and Loads of Money uh, right, in yeah. in uh, Killing Floor. Those are references to Harry mm-hmm. Enfield. Um, and this character Loads of Money, who was like sort of the satirizing the sort of like post Margaret Thatcher, uh, like rich construction type like throwing money at problem kind of character and it was just eaten up like people loved the character especially the people who he was making fun of and like he he it was i think it was malcolm gladwell's podcast and he's just talking about how like it just you know you you try to like create this like art or the satire to like sort of speak truth to the masses right like that's where we're satire and 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 humor can really work or any art really is to try to like to get truth to the masses through some bullshit filters because if i go on as a radio show host who's doing the news you're going to be skeptical or your cognitive bias is going to kick in to lean away from it usually um sometimes you lean in depending on you know what they're pitching you or what they're selling you we all have our own biases but right. when you- and it and it helps if what you're what you're stepping around is something like the news which is so shit Mm-hmm. That people uh, are just primed and ready to believe anything but, you know. Um, so they they were done a lot of favors for sure. Yeah, yeah. Pose pose law. Um, yeah, that's the internet version of it. Like uh, something you say sarcastically on the internet will always be taken seriously by somebody. Um. Yeah, yeah. So like, you want to use like a winky face, or you want to uh, you know denote sarcasm. But even then, people with shitty opinions pretend that they were making a joke and veil their terrible opinion behind humor and get away with it. So it's yeah, it was just a joke, just a joke, right? Just, yeah, which, which isn't like a joke though. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah, it's it's like adding LOL at the end of a sentence where you're soliciting nudes from a child. It's like. Oh, I'll just put LOL at the end. This makes it okay. I'll just say I was joking. This just makes <laughs> it okay. right. like We've now gone to the 4chan section doing, of the conversation. Right? They're doing something awful. And then when it doesn't land, they're like, oh, I have to figure out some excuse that makes this okay. There we go. I'll give them the old XD. I'll give them the old, it was just a joke. Yeah. Now, see, I, I use LOL you were to... You were just pretending to be like absolute scum. I see. <laughs> But if your joke, but if your joking landed and you were in a different group of people, uh, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be an, an like an I'm just joking. It would have just landed. Yeah, I the um, Kurt Vonnegut has a very famous quote: "We are who we pretend to be," right? And uh, I think that's relevant that's to a really good way of changing as a person is like. All right, I'm playing the role of somebody who's better now, and after about six months of dedicated doing that, it starts to become true. Hmm. And this is this can be used for good, and it can be used for very bad. Yeah, the the reverse feels often more true. Where like I oh, lol sure, at yeah. the end of my shitty du- chamber of ironic. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. we were talking about this on stream yesterday, where uh, we were talking about incel culture or something like that, where you know. You can only be ironically sexist for so long before it it's just nah. You're you're just that. Yeah. You know. 
Yeah. Being ironically sexist, ironically racist, all that stuff before, that's actually just who you are, right? Um, yeah. So, yeah. Um, look at that. We talked about Soul Blight, and then we gave life lessons at the end. <laughs> we, talked about, we talked about Soul Blight, and then we talked about the blight on our souls as a nation. <laughs> Um, I don't, I see, I, I'm like where I, I need to clarify is like, I'm not one of those people who, who really likes to just shit on 40 K. And if people like 40 K, I don't care. Uh, I do think that there's a problem in that community that I hope we can keep at bay from ours. And if you want to call me a gatekeeper for gatekeeping the gatekeepers, well, may I like, may I hand you a bunch of reading on something called the paradox of in uh, the paradox of tolerance. And you can read up on a bunch of this stuff academically about how uh, toler like not having a limit to your, per your tolerance of what you will tolerate is actually can be a bad thing, you know? So, yeah, it's, it stems from somebody being like, well, if your idea is just tolerance, how come you're being intolerant to people who are intolerant? And they stepped back and folded their arms like this was a good point. <laughs> and you're like, well, because otherwise you would be destroyed. And so would your whole worldview. Yeah. yeah right? that... like if you're attacked by uh, if you're attacked by some other nation and you're like, no, nah, we're peaceful. It's OK. Well, then you're all dead. <laughs> like there comes a point where you have to control what the things you believe in are going to be. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's not like a robot. We're, we're not we're not robots where it's like well you have to just choose the it's zeros or ones you have to be tolerant or not and if your thing is tolerance you just have to choose one every time like a machine otherwise you're a hypocrite right mm -hmm. there are there are worse things than being uh called a hypocrite by somebody who's missing the point entirely mm -hmm. right yeah often deliberately yeah. yeah and deliberately missing the point for right. sure yeah yeah and, and that's the that's the concern right i i yeah. think equals zero it's like this is a bad faith discussion we're having oh yeah definitely. deliberately miss the point and and think you're making some sort of statement yeah yeah sam you got a, a point you're trying to make there just oh i was just gonna say it's like the big lebowski that you know like across this line this aggression will not stand man that's that's how tolerance is there is a line <laughs> and you have to hold it Right. I think I think the line in the sand that uh, Red Man here, like uh, line in the sand, if you will, I think there's an easy line in the sand with Nazis. Uh, I, human, all of human history has been like pretty on board with this like whole like Nazis equal bad thing, and so I think that's a real easy line to draw. So if you want to accuse me of gatekeeping Nazis, darn, you just ruined my day. But you know, <laughs> Katie brings up a good point. It's it's concern trolling. Yeah, that's that's really what it is. Mm -hmm. It's pretending to be concerned, but you're actually just trolling people. Mm -hmm. Whether it be concerned about an ideal, you know, or a consistency in someone's opinion, or just essentially just wasting their time and being an awful person, mm -hmm. or pretending that you're standing on some sort of important ground. Is there an? Like, Go ahead. Don't have time for it. Yeah. I had time for it when I was younger, and I thought that people could change, but um, it's just a waste of your time. Focus on the things that you can do to improve um, the people around you in a meaningful way. Um, eat the onion, please. Is there an icon to latch onto in AOS like the Emperor? I, does Sigmar fill that role? Not really. 
Not really, no. Like, no. and and it helps that like that like it helps that he's so incompetent. <laughs> if I can bring in some some lore trolling, right? yeah. Hmm, throw a hammer or save the world. Let's see. <laughs> um, no, I mean, like if you look at the societies within AOS, of course you'll find um, just horrific nonsense, right? Yep. Like look at Daughters of Cain, right? They're an actual murder cult, right? But uh, the problem with the problem with that group in 40k would be like if someone it would be like if there was a real movement or a real under underpinning of a real um, population in AOS that were huge fans of Doc and they're like, no, let's talk about theocratic dictatorships dedicated to murdering as a form of worship. Like, yeah. Have you really thought about that? Isn't that actually cool? And you're like, no. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a fake, it's a fantasy army, right? It's yeah. it's fun in a fantasy setting, right? But but no, that's not actually cool. Yeah. Wouldn't it like, wouldn't it be actually cool? Like capitalists, like capitalism taken to the to the craziest extra dimension. Is that awesome? You mean you mean no, you mean America in just not. ten more years? What was that? I said ca- capitalism taken to the like foaming at the mouth extreme. I mean you mean American like another ten to twenty years? Or like Dubai right now. <laughs> Except minus the airships, I guess. Yeah. Well, let's. Uh, there's a line in a "Run the Jewel" song. Uh, the hover, like you know, like in the future, the hovercraft's cool, but the air's so putrid. Like, yeah, like we we got all these cool little toys from capitalism, but like, world's just gonna burn. It's gonna be on fire, and then we're fucked. Like, cool. That's that's a good note to end on. So go buy plastic see, shit when it comes out because the world. See is burning and you need to be happy some way like a stone horn right it's destructive (laughs) violent pretty um pretty durable but you have to you have to mount the stone horn and you control where it goes you point it in a good direction that's right yeah (laughs) um it's a tool like a knife or a pencil or a gun or a thunder tusk (laughs) Well, that's that's the thing about systems is like system like we haven't landed on an like on the best system. Two hundred years, two hundred thousand years of human existence. Capitalism has been about a hundred of them in its current like in its current well, form. Philosophically, it's been a, a great deal longer than that, but mm. I know what you mean. Yeah, it's it's since uh, what the fuck is his name? Like died since in Cuba. First began in the um, Mesopotamia, right? Mm. But um, yeah. So it's just. There's a it, it, to to assert that we're in the best possible system now, or that like the the system if we are in the best possible system, it can't be improved. Is such a weird way to think about stuff. Like a fucking shoe has a, like the shoe technology has improved in ten years. You're telling me commerce? Uh, we can't redesign how we think about. Come on, man. Good one, red man. Reject capitalism. Return to ever dank cave. Yep, that's gloom spite. Yeah. Learn from the Giats. Consume the rich. Speaking of, speaking of capitalism meme, Sam didn't know about this, so perhaps you don't know about it. Mm. Or do you know about um, Command and Conquer and Tim Curry? A spice. Yeah. Okay, you do. Yeah. All right. Sam didn't. So I didn't know if it was. I didn't know how popular it actually was. I have this problem. That's I've seen, that's because I've seen everything on the internet, right? And so I don't know mm-hmm. how rare something might be. 
<laughs> that was that was the best delivery of this of the uh, Tim Curry space I've ever done. By the way, like I, oh, yeah. I it's so hard. Did. He like I I practiced it over and over and over again. Uh, like last week, because Martin Orlando sent it to me again, and I'm like I can't. How does he even say this? Like it's so jowly and filled with spit and like ha. because he's reading off of a te- he's reading his line off of a teleprompter in his house in front of a green screen dressed up like a Russian general with a costume he just had on site no doubt like no one in his house cuz he wasn't going to drive down to the game <laughs> studio they can't pay for that and he's reading the line for the first time and he he gives it two full deep breaths of almost laughing outright in the one take they could afford to put in their video game. <laughs> and he's like, I'm going to have fun with this. He, <laughs> he just barely didn't burst out laughing. He had to go. Oh, his eyes. Two full, big, deep, full breaths. Oh, but... delivering the last word. Oh, so good. So good. And he's so it's so toothy too. Like his teeth, he's just ugh. Oh my god, so good. It wasn't his first rodeo. Play. Anyway, I got I got to play Persona. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was trying to close out and then we got started uh, panning capitalism. So anyway, go yeah, buy I got Life Wars and Dungeons <laughs> to Dungeons to Crawl chat, so yeah, go 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 and buy Soulblight for one minute and then sit back down consume. and for five hours. So. Consume, uh, you know, Twitch Prime, Amazon, uh, you know, use that on either my stream or Haywo's, uh, you know, whatever, whatever flavor. If you like a little bit more Animu and uh, Persona in your culture, or if, or if you want to support someone who streams once a week and that's it ever, um, you know. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I mean, it's if, if you want. <laughs> If you want someone who photoshops, uh, well, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Depends just on your style of uh, taste. Uh, I, I, I do think. Uh, anyway, yeah. Uh, any final thoughts, Sam? Any, any, any closing? Anything you want to put on blast? Any last digital soapbox related to anything you want to get off your chest here? Nazi punks, fuck off, man. 